This is easy. Hold on, let me play. <laughs> this we don't even have this can stay. All right. I'm just trying to get my composure. All right, here we go. <clears throat> really? If someone is tampering with my relaxer, I beg you, please stop. <laughs> no, you cannot Google it. Don't Google it. I will give you another clue. I'll give you another clue. Okay. I'll give you several clues. Okay. And you can, okay, so you get a second clue. If you don't get it on the second clue, <laughs> then you can ask the internet. If someone is tampering with my If someone is tampering with my relaxer, I beg you, please stop. <laughs> um, I know Chad has got it. Please let Chad got it. Someone in the chat got is it. it is it? You okay. in that damn Instagram. All right, all right. Here's another one. Okay. Same movie. All right. Pickle juice. And not just any pickle juice, but the unadulterated juice of a rare kosher deal. Mm -mm. <laughs> Handmade by Orthodox Jews in the Amazon. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. And the way she says it. Oh my God. Greatest movie ever. Jackie Washington. You're trash. <laughs> That's not the name of the movie. Oh, damn. Essence of Jackie. Wow, you're still wrong. So yeah. well, technically, I win. <laughs> the milkman he delivers. Okay, so first of all, I could tell it was. I'll Jennifer tell you Lewis. what he delivered. I could tell Nothing. it was Jennifer Lewis. I just did not know the movie. And oh, and milkman. Jackie's back. That Heisman Trophy you've been searching for all these years. It's 50 feet underwater up there in the Lake Hollywood. <laughs> I've never seen Happy Jackie's swimming, back. bastard. You have what? I've never seen Jackie's back. So I'm going to have to, I'm really going to have to put that on the list of things to consume. Okay. Fix your face. <laughs> fix it. Every year is Jackie Washington Day. Uh, yeah, You've never. <sighs> Jackie Washington Day was just a couple, it was like a week and some change So ago. I think when I hear people say Jackie Washington Day, and I, I think they mean Jackie Robinson Day. And so I just kind of never really <laughs> looked into it, but. Because, you know, people on Jackie Washington Day, they just die. <laughs> I have to see this you movie. You didn't know that, didn't you? I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. No, of course not. Nobody ever talks about it. Just, you know, just at the washing machine, do any laundry and just boop. Jackie watching the day. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Does she kill them? I have to watch it. Don't tell me. Don't spoil it. It's on you. Like the whole movie is on YouTube. Don't spoil. Like I think that. Shout out to you for just playing songs on your phone. Shout out to you. It for was that. my iPod and it was an accident. Okay. Well, it looks exactly like a phone. And a rap classic. Well, not a classic. <laughs> it's new. But whatever. The point is that you're wrong. Don't spoil Jackie's back. I win again. And I, I mean, won't spoil, spoil Game of Thrones Spoil a movie for you. from the 90s. Yeah, don't. That niggas watch every year. That's why I'm going to watch it. Oh, niggas watch it on Jackie Washington Day. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So what? So what? I haven't seen the movie. Excellent film. Robert Townsend directed it. Jackie Washington and Tim Curry star. When did this come out? If you have out, not I watched it. I think I know exactly why I haven't seen it. Ages ago. Coon ages ago. <laughs> um, oh, 1999. One million celebrity cameos from Whoopi Goldberg to like Okay, this Dolly premiered Parton. on Lifetime. This, is, this was... I 
I don't give a fuck where she premiered. The movie's a classic, and you should have watched it by now. All of us watch Jackie Washington Day. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg, Loretta Devine, Tom Arnold. Oh, this is the movie with Tom Arnold and David I. Pierce. Oh, yes. And the other white lady. Okay. Wow, Kyla Pratt. Man. Kyla Pratt is in it for like all of two seconds. Yeah, I guess she's baby. Yield, yield, yield. Oh, so if anybody is like, I don't know if this is a Robert Townsend thing or whatever. I don't know why we're talking about this, but please release like a, uh, is there a Jackie's Bag soundtrack? Because I know those songs were like spoofs. They were supposed to be jokes and stuff, but they were lit. Like, can I get, even if they're just snippets, I'll pay for it. I want every song, especially I'm a Sookie Sookie Mama. (laughs) So please. I don't think that's on any of the streaming apps i'm sure it isn't but i'm (laughs) requesting it there has to be somebody who has the files just put it it out i'll buy it if it's on a track or cassette i'll still buy it i don't care i just want to have it um but there you go homework okay i will actually watch it tonight you know what you can't even hold that against you because you've never seen it for whatever strange black ass reasons well, 1999, I was in like junior year of high school, and so I excuses. I don't know. These are one of those things you should have at least discovered as an adult. Because I don't think I watched Jackie's Back for the first time until like eight years ago. I just okay. Well, I, I promise that I will watch it. I feel very bad for not knowing a Jennifer Lewis movie. If go home, else. I really have will. an edible or have some of oh, your fancy so Maker's funny. Mark. And sit back and watch. It's an hour and a half. It is Jennifer Lewis. Right. No, I'm sure I love it. And honestly, Jackie Washington is just Ruby from Blackish in another universe. Mm, okay. All right. I will. <laughs> I feel like you're Can't trying to sell me on the right. Been on the show. You're just mad oh that I haven't actually seen it. <laughs> like that's really what this is. If someone. All right. So anyway, so that is that for this week. Um. Welcome to the read. See yes. you for the quote next week. And how are you doing? I'm good, you know, flourishing, feeling really great about our guest today, you know. Yeah, you had, had a time. lots of sleep, drinking water. I had a time doing what? What did I do? With the guest this week. I did. It was, I mean, well, look at who, I mean, it's LeVar fucking Burton. Like, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't be like starry eyed and, and ready to die? So I'm good. How are you? You know, great. Um, you missed Game of Thrones. I missed Game of Thrones because I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert, so I also missed Insecure. We're going to talk about both. Ooh-wee. Um, funny story, I met Kendrick Lamar um, for his meet-and-greet situation. Now, I did. I, I got a meet-and-greet pass by accident. I didn't that realize... <laughs> that does not happen. I just knew that I really wanted to see Travis Scott. I really wanted to see Kendrick Lamar both before I die. And you never know. So Kendrick was coming. I really love this album. I'm a really big fan of his. So I said, I'm just going to buy the best ticket I can get. And then I got an email like the week before the concert that was like, this is where you where you need to be for VIP and for your meet and greet. I said, for my what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even look at the ticket details. No, I just bought a ticket. I knew I was in the front row and I was ready to go. This was months ago. Oh, I wow. bought them tickets during Sweet Heat, actually. So this was a while ago. You've been planning this. And I just woke up one morning and I got this email saying, you will meet Kendrick Lamar. Here's where you need to be and when. And it was great. I was going to say, He's so what cute was in person. Like? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Very mellow. Very cool. Had a great time. It was fun to see all of like the major fans like getting ready to cry and shit. And the oh, show was wow. amazing. Did y'all take a selfie? We did not. Oh. In fact, 
the way that he does his meet and greets, I don't know, I haven't been to a meet and greet in a while, but... Yeah, me either. It's just basically, like, they do you, like, TSA, and you put all your shit in a thing, in a little <laughs> bin. Yeah. And they have a professional photographer come and just take the picture, and so you sit oh. your ass down, you say, oh, hello, what's good? Take your picture. You that bounce. makes sense, because niggas will pull up Snapchat, Instagram Live, everything. Oh, my battery. Hold on, let me charge it. What? <laughs> No. no, girl, go on party pics later and then order your picture. <laughs> no. Well, good. That sounds fun. That was a good time. Um, but I did get to catch up on. Um, I got to Insecure. I got to Power. Oh, we. Um, so let's just do. I know you that you did your your um, official Issa Rae production yeah. three arts Ooh. thing. <laughs> um, but I just want to say how I feel about the Insecure premiere. Um. Get it off your chest. I'm glad that, you know, my girl was out here doing the best that she can um, dating poorly, doing poorly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, guess what? She has a job and a house over her head. That other nigga is what? Homeless. Mm. Fucking a thirsty bop for room and board, you know, and still coming over talking about he wanted to get his mail. Oh, okay. The only jury that was actually summoned in that situation was your dick to that puss. That's what it was. That's what was summoned. I love how you're Because still... you knew what fucking time it was. I love how you just hate Lawrence so much. Shout out to Jay Ellis, who plays Lawrence. Oh, he came great. on the show. He's fantastic. He and Yvonne, who plays Molly, came on Insecurity to talk to me and Fran about that first episode. And he really be defending Lawrence like... That's like nice. y'all not about to do Lawrence like that because you know he got cheated on so he's hurt and he's reacting so it was just a great conversation so fun <laughs> I love how you get still- cheated on every day B <laughs> you every just don't day. I mean hold your head figure it out all right Issa. maybe if you would have uh, uh, got a, a shape up maybe if you would have got a tape. Mm. All right, and showed some initiative. Yeah, I think people forget. Wouldn't have been quivering other places. People forget that that? Lawrence sat on that couch for four years. Like it wasn't just he was out of work for a few months. Like he sat around working on the app and bullshitting for years. And Issa just. So you mean to tell me this nigga who actually gets his beard trimmed and is out here making beats and shit and has like I've been offering me dick for however long, so I'm not (laughs) supposed to be tempted? Do your job. Nah, I mean I I still maintain that Issa should have just fucked that nigga and then lied about when it was that she did it so that her man couldn't be mad but whatever I guess it's not right to be dishonest in a relationship or whatever so but yes I'm so excited that you're watching Insecure but I won't spoil I'll just say I don't know you're advanced copies I don't know how much longer you're gonna be feeling all smug and self-satisfied that's I'll just leave it right there so but what's what's new this week on the read? <laughs> now, what the fuck do you? Okay. Obviously, fine. I cannot tell you what I mean by that. I'm just saying. I don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, I won't hate him forever. He just need to get his motherfucking life together. And you know what? So does Issa. Issa does need to get her shit together and figure some things out as well. But you know what? At the end of the day, that's my girl. <laughs> at the end of the day. All these at the end of the days. I'm how proud of Molly for going to therapy. Making that first step to actually talk to somebody about her issues and the stuff she has. Molly going didn't on. talk. I mean, but you know, it's it's she's getting started. It's baby steps, you right. know. Who opens up the first time? Well, maybe some people do, but I did. <laughs> I was like, "Woo, let me get started." <laughs> but I did make sure I had a black woman too. Like, See, 
So it's, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that's real. So true to form. Very, very funny. Um, mm-hmm. Also, clarification for anybody, like, actual West Coast people. Like, do Blood's Crip Walk? Is that not the Crip Walk anymore? Is that, like, a hood-adjacent dance? Is it, like, or is it, has it, like, has the Crip Walk evolved into, like, some just universal West Coast nigga? Well, they say all the time they don't bang. But. Oh, yeah. But they replace all they sees with bees, and they wear all red, and so. It's just kind of like, from the outside looking in, y'all kind of look like bloods to, to me, you know. But. I'm gangster at heart, not in real life. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You so, beaut and you thick. So many gray lines. Just an, a, an amazing, I just love <laughs> that Bitch, I got kids too. Show. Ugh. Anyway. Turn up. So I will get to Theon later this evening. Alaria. Who... Is that? Wait till you see what happened. Wait till you see what Theon did. To Alaria? No, no, no. Just wait till you see what he did. Who is Alaria? Well, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Alaria. Malaria. 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 Melania Trump. Let me look at Alaria. Yes. And the Sand Snakes. That's what it was. Mm, 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 mm. And Tyrion. And Lady Olena. Mm. And can't forget that nigga Jon Snow. Black Excellence this week is going to go out to um, four amazing ladies who are having a great week. I'm talking about Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, who I've loved since Paid in Full, I believe. Um, Jada, who I've loved since A Different World. A Different World, yeah. (laughs) Um, And Tiffany Haddish, who I've loved since... What was the first thing I saw Tiffany Haddish in? I, Not ooh. Real Husbands. I may have seen her do. I was going to say, she's first. good on Real Husbands of Hollywood. Loved her I'm on the Carmichael, Carmichael show. show. Rest Which, in peace. Like, what? What was that about? Well, the news came out a day before Gerard Carmichael's leaving the show, and I was like, well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and then, like, 24 hours later, the Carmichael show's canceled. Well, like, that makes sense. Since <laughs> Carmichael's saw not that coming. What the hell? Um... And Queen Latifah. Did I say Queen Latifah? Queen Latifah, who I've loved since ladies first. <laughs> Probably living single. Oh, yeah. I'm such a child. Oh, yeah. You're young. I remember you and ITY. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you know, niggas love that song, so. But yeah, women and that And that came have... out during, isn't, she was already on Living Single when you and ITY came out, wasn't Whoa, it? Oh, really? Or was that before? I, was, I think oh, you, you know and ITY No, you and ITY was, was yeah. absolutely first. And then I think she did some episode of Living Single where she, like... There was like a she performed throwback type it, thing, yeah. Or there were like the, the the end credits or something. She mm-hmm. redid it because you and ity is like wild old. I think somebody I told know. me that like licensing the music and all that is why we can't get Living Single on DVD because of all them old songs. It's and on Amazon and, and iTunes though because I bought every season. Oh yes. well, then never fucking mind. And go get. Your, I, I don't need the disc. Gonna get on Amazon right? No, I don't either. Uh uh-uh, uh, with with uh, that damn AirPlay. You could have anything mm. from your computer playing on the TV. So, no, I don't Absolutely. need this either. Yes. Lots of the TVs have apps. Oh, my yeah. PlayStation has an Amazon app. So, mm. I go in there my, and my nice whole TV that them people gave me by accident <laughs> has all them apps built right. Netflix, right. Amazon, Hulu, all Gave way. you. <laughs> I mean, y'all brought it over here and yeah. then you fucked up. So, I can't be. I mean, technically, they <laughs> gave it to you. Just not on purpose. Just yeah. not on purpose. You're right. Nobody said all That's that. That's what you said. Right. <laughs> Um, deviating. Anyway, these women, Girls Trip, I know if you listen to this show, you've had to heard about this movie. I'm sure you've had some person 
uh, urging you to go out and watch it. I actually have not gone to see it yet. I've seen it twice. But I'm going, if I don't go tomorrow, I'm going on Friday. And I'm sure I'm going to end up going again before it's out of theaters. Again, just haven't had a chance. Or, you know, like motivation to... Get out of bed. That's a real <laughs> struggle. You know, that can like be it's really just hard. Really comfortable there, and mm-hmm. I've got blackout curtains uh, and cable and air conditioning and internet. <laughs> and when you put all those things together, leaving the house is just like Grubhub. Let's not talk about marijuana. Amazon Prime. <laughs> Although, now. let me tell you, I got good and high and then went to go see Girls Trip and I was crying. That was my intention <laughs> this whole time. It is so, it's it's just, it's a great comedy. It's raunchy and nasty and fun. And, and I saw me and my friends in those characters, like a mixture of us and the experiences we've had. And then it's set at Essence and obviously, you know, produced with the work of the Essence Fest because all throughout the movie, you're seeing like videos and performances from people who really were there or like you know there's conference stuff and all that like workshops and all that it was just ugh, it was just amazing it was so fucking hilarious tiffany haddish i think is just like it's only up from here for her like yeah it's always good to see someone who's like paid their dues and you and has such a rough them. life I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. But even just past that to like to see them get that like breakout. Like for instance for Lil Rel and uh and Get Out. Yeah. It's like the same yeah. word for that person who has you've seen them, you know, doing this role or that role or maybe this commercial or that stand up and then you get they get that one role and then everybody's talking about them. Right. That's really fire to see. So yeah, I'm sure she's about to have like And then Lil a Rel fire. was on Insecure. Right, exactly. So that's awesome. I love it. The movie earned $30.4 million domestically in the opening weekend. So, of course, Mm, I'm sure mm, it's mm. just way larger than that by now because it's been out for quite some time and I have not gone yet. So they have not gotten my money at this point. But um, I'm reading here that it says it's the first major film starring four black women since Waiting to Exhale in 1995. God, is that true? I don't know if that's true. Maybe like just starring just four women alone. Yeah, maybe just four black women. Yeah. I mean, because I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure. When did Set It Off come out? Come out? Oh, that had to have been before Waiting to Exhale. Mm, damn. Speaking of Set like It Off, you know Queen Latifah and Jada were both in that. So the movie just has all these Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Nods and stuff. Oh God, you are going to love it when you see it. I don't want to give it away, but uh. Set It Off is 96. What is super important about Girls Trip is, I mean, obviously the love and bond and, you know, shit with your friends and all that, but fine ass Kofi Sirabo. Here we go again. <sighs> When he first comes on screen, no. All right, shut up. Don't say anything else. I'm going to the movies. There is, there is a scene. I don't need to hear anything else. Where literally, shut your mouth. The only thing you do not see is his penis. Oh well, now I'm heartbroken. But I'll it's take just it. So, uh, it was I'll just take so it. good and so well done. So congratulations to the whole cast and crew. I'm actually wearing my flossy posse necklace today. Oh yes. They sent me a, a little gift bag thing and it's I've got Jada's floral duffel bag, but the group of girls is called the Flossy Posse. So being rich and famous, what's that like? Who are you talking to, Mr. I accidentally bought a meet and greet ticket to see Kendrick Lamar? Who the fuck does that? That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Um, all right. So that's Black Excellence for this week. Oh, and also Bla- Gabby Fresh. Yay. Go, Gabby. If you don't know, Gabby and her friend Nicolette started their own line of clothing this week. It's called Prim, sizes 12 through 30. And of course, as soon as it launched, they basically broke the website and it was down all day because everybody stands for Gabby and wants right. their clothes. So go to prim.us, P-R-E-M-M-E.us and check out the clothes and the video and the website. And it's just so cute. And I am so, so proud of Gabby and so happy for her. So yay, Gabby Fresh, Black Excellence. I wonder what it's like being rich and famous. Oh, we'll have to ask Gabby. (laughs) Gabby, come do the read. Because she's certainly rich. Uh, No, and I've been following her online literally for years. I've watched this girl grow up. She used to have a blog. She started, I think her blog was called Young, Fat, and Fabulous. And it's just kind of grown up with her over the years. And now she is launching her own fucking clothes. Like, so, so proud of you, Gabby. Ugh, bad bitch. I got swept up in looking at photos of her. All right. She's so beautiful. (laughs) So... so annoying. She's so fun. This week in Six Sad World, lots of ground to cover. Not really. Um, in fact, we might zoom through this. Mm, okay. Don't care. Don't care. I've actually kept uh, up with some of the nigga news this week. Oh, you may have more than I do because I try my best. Well, I think I only know like two stories, but that's okay. two more than I usually know. That's true, too. All right. <laughs> Safari Samuels. Uh, announced via his Instagram uh, that he is getting his own spinoff on VH1. Oh, God. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. The (laughs) caption says, God is good, just got my own show, Wild Safari. Will you tune in? Thank you, VH1. Now I just need this record deal. (laughs) You should have left that last part Yeah, you should not have said that part. Mm. Wild Safari. What is it going to be, like a dating show? Please don't be a dating show. Oh, God, I hope not. Please don't be a bunch of women lining up to to take a ride on the wild safari. Ugh. You I you just nailed it. Like I won't be surprised if I get the little press release and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And all of the every week he's passing out like like leopard Join hats. Twelve beautiful women <laughs> like, as they find out. Do you have a seat in the jeep? Like come get your plate of oxtail. Like We're that's what you have to do show to stay every week. Come get your your beef patty. You get to stay. Malika. Like, no cocoa bread for you. <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't get cocoa bread this week, bitch. I heard you're only here to try and get put on. Like, whatever. You you may have your oxtail, but no gravy. <laughs> you're on thin ice, bitch. You get no festival this no week. No rice and peas. Tram. I don't know. Like, Straighten up. It sounds like something that is perfect for him. Coconut oil also. Um, so the coconut oil must be doing great. I mean, all of the scenes he'll have to shoot shirtless or he'll want to shoot shirtless <laughs> to then advertise the coconut oil. It also seems like something he at least thinks will get on his ex nerve. Um, uh, I see it. You know, and maybe it will. I I would laugh if I was his ex. But, like... I mean that's hilarious. I mean, I I I truly hope Nikki does not bother herself with that whole situation at all because it just kind of seems like even responding to whatever Safari does ought to be beneath you or you should be past that at this point. Like you had a whole nother failed relationship in that time, <laughs> right? And ain't you on another? One? Isn't she still with Nas? Yes, but ni- or is that over? T- okay, well, we- is Nas still taking? Are pictures they still with friends? Her? Sure, yeah. <laughs> um... 
Uh, you know, the thing is that Nikki is like mid key 11 hip hop girl that made it and didn't have to actually do the show. Like personality wise, I feel like she's just like them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If Nicki Minaj was a failure and untalented, she would absolutely be on that show too. What's the the difference in there? Like in the, even you remember the, um, Y'all bitches can't even spell Prague. Yes. Attention, please. The hand movements mm-hmm. were absolutely Mona Scott. Just like Hazel E doing all the most. Where's your Gucci? Where's your Fendi? The only Where's thing is, your MX Platt? She beat them because she can actually rap and never needed it. That's you know? true. So I feel like Damn. I can't put like the pettiness above it. I can't say that Nicki Minaj is like so above this that she wouldn't at least be... I mean, at the very least, she's group texting when this show comes on and they are going to be laughing. She okay. said in a verse yeah, something about that. crying emojis in her group text. I don't remember which verse that was, but that was recent. Okay. Well, so shout out to you for listening she says to the Nicki Minaj verse. <laughs> I still pay attention to bitch rap. Just not. She just doesn't make greatest choices. For yeah. Them all just, the time. you know, consistently, the quality is probably not where most of her fans would like for it to be. But no, her fans don't mind what she does. She could literally get on a track and do like the Fraggle Rock theme or something. You know, they are really pressed over Cardi B and the success of Bodak Yellow and all this and the fact that she has all the girls out here quoting it. Like, you cannot tweet a video of Cardi B or anything like that without a Nicki Minaj fan coming up to be like, this bitch, Summer Jam, da-da-da, choosing sides. Like, can everybody calm down and just let this girl from the Bronx win? No. No, we can't do that. I'm here for Belle Calise and her little, Me you know. Me also. And this, I like the song. I like that she's making um, headlines as for, I think it's 46 or something like that right now on Hot 100. But it's like the only song this year that just charted with a female rapper by herself or something oh, like that. Wow. Something like that. But She has the career way, Jocelyn brags about. High highest key yes, Jocelyn be bragging about skeleton being... keys <laughs> like every key card key west That's... key largo like every key she does the, she really does the shit that jo- Jocelyn brags about doing and having Cardi B is just actually out here doing it and having it while Jocelyn is like on. let the chick have fun let let this girl win let her this blood trophy she didn't receive from her boyfriend this this diamond crusted that what is not what is it but why is it who Nigga. commissioned that? I would love to talk to the designer. There has to be like some sort of like Instagram merchant. You know what I'm saying? Come to me for all your blood accessories. You know, gifts by nigga. <laughs> the buy is an X. And like, <laughs> oh God, of course it is. And they just find nigga things <laughs> and you by. just buy it. I don't know. First of all, gifts by nigga is a great idea. You're welcome. I don't even want any money. You have a hood nigga or a ghetto bitch in your life that you need to shop for. <laughs> well, look no further than gifts by nigga. Go for it. <laughs> have, a, have a blast. I don't care. I'm saying. That is a niche and somebody needs to tap into it. I think that that's what Offset was doing for for his lady Belle. But I'm, um, sh- I'm sure she values and treasures that. Who wouldn't? You know, because it's gonna be she right next also to her BT award. Nigga. So Right. You know, I like what she's doing. I think probably a lot of that Meek Mill. She performed with Meek with Meek Mill. Oh, yeah. She was on stage with Remy at Hot 97 Summer Jam and you know 
pick a side, pick a side. I guess that's what that is. I Dustin don't know. said Meek Mill's so album stupid. was good. It is. Wow, you agree? It is. Meek Mill does not make bad music. Meek Mill is corny. Like, and I think that maybe now. In his interview, I think maybe it was Breakfast Club, one of his interviews for this album, he talked about how he was on like syrup and pills and all that stuff real crazy. And now he's not. So now he feels better? Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with a lot of his corny outbursts on social media, but that was always his you know, injury or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was always the complete injury. <laughs> the whole, you know, raging on Drake randomly out of nowhere mm-hmm. and the, like all of the weird little stuff. Well, good for him. Is what, I've never had a problem with Meek Mill as a rapper. I just think sometimes I feel attacked personally because he doesn't have to <laughs> yell at Holler me like so that. loud. But time and place. Yeah. And he's really good at making intros. So he always has his playground voice on. Yeah. Never his, never Absolutely. his church voice. <laughs> That's so true. Like nigga, do you know how to whisper? Better words, can't find them. So yeah, I like his album or whatever. But okay, you know, Safari in this record deal. I might I just, check it out. Safari should just leave music alone. Yeah, no, definitely be entertaining on reality TV. You're really good at that. Yeah, you could really turn that into something. Be a personality. Yes, you, know? you could make it a thing. So you could just focus. I feel like the problem is that we we really did like Safari in that first season he was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood and now he's just going to ride it and ride that wave until what we are so sick of him. Do? I mean there's nothing <laughs> The nigga else? is making coconut oil. I still don't understand. <laughs> I just don't. <sighs> okay. Well. Well, I mean, look out for that if you aren't a barb. I mean, a skip and um, you're actually interested in looking at Safari do whatever the fuck he's planning on doing on VH1. Wild Safari. That sounds like white people are about to re- re- about to produce a dating show for him. That's exactly what really, that sounds like. I really hope not. Mm. Let it be about Safari going out into the wild. Like, send Safari on, you know, trips to fun places and with, with his Jamaican New York-ass friends. Yes, and oh, that would be fun. You know, like New York goes to Hollywood. Remember when they would send New York on trips to go do shit? <laughs> to go yellow white men. Yeah. I'd rather watch Safari do that than Safari rub whipped cream all over girls. And <sighs> Did you see Ugh. that young butch queen sucking hazel toes? Oh. Hazel toes. Hazel toes. <laughs> Look at you. At the dock on national television? <laughs> Trash. Feet. You ain't got enough money for me. I I'm just, sorry. Mm-mm. I'm not doing it. No. It is a crisp it's gonna no. Be a, it's <laughs> like, gonna be a no for me, dog. An unwavering <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Never gonna it's happen. It's strong and emphatic. Um, Brandy. <laughs> oh, God bless. Isn't it sad that that's where we're at with Brandy now? Like, with not Brandy. even saying anything. Just Brandy and we're tired. It's really depressing. Um, Did somebody say Whitney Houston three times? Cause that you know that's when she appears. Yeah, you're on a roll today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leave me alone. Brandy posted an old school photo. I've seen this picture so many times too, so I'm not really sure um, what prompted her uh, posting it. I guess she just was in the mood. It doesn't really matter. But she posted a picture of her and Mariah Carey um, hugging, and the caption was 
uh, hashtag she knows me at Mariah Carey and then the FBF for Flashback Friday, um, which I love that they made a throwback Thursday for people who forgot. It still makes me like I love it. <laughs> Damn, it's after midnight. <sighs> Shit, so busy yesterday. Um, so yes, of course, Mariah Carey is famous for saying I don't know her, talking about Jennifer Lopez and whoever else you don't like, and uh, we love it. Yeah, each and every one of us gets a kick out of it every time she does it, even if I like the person she was talking about. Because Mariah Carey being a diva and being above it and drunk and funny is my favorite thing about Mariah mm-hmm. Carey. Besides the fact that, you know, she's a musical icon. Right. I love her just being Mariah. Yeah, me too. Um, I like so, openly bitchy women to, to, to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, to a, but, a degree. But if but you've Mariah's, earned it, yes, you know, when you earned fucking, it. That is the motherfucking key right there. That's it. When you have earned the right to be a raging bitch and look down on everybody else. And I'm like, I live for this. Let's put a feed on in your house. No problem with me. Just watch like, all the time. And Mariah Carey was reading bitches in her prime. When she was like, mm-hmm. first single, second single, third single she was like um i don't i stopped paying attention to madonna when i was in high school yeah and she, she was already knew <laughs> like she, she was reading the girls like from the beginning like what are you gonna say i'm sorry have you heard me open my mouth have you like, heard this voice this honey coated straight from god you can come for breakfast for lunch for dinner but <laughs> what you can't come for is me <laughs> <So>. <laughs> come out for anything else for we're actually meal. open 24 7 i'm just not on the menu um, so Brandy had to then uh, do some shuffling for the petty folks on Instagram and clarify that she was not coming for JLo. Here's the caption. Oh my, I guess she changed it. Okay. After the after shade niggas started. got mad. Okay. Oh my God. What happened? <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me already. <laughs> I swear to goodness. Saved. So saved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuss is about. I love the pick, and now everyone thinks I'm throwing shade at who? This girl. Well, when you say <laughs> at who, who? Like, this is funny. <laughs> it wasn't shady before that. What the fuck, Brandy? This is so great. This is funny. Can't take this one down. I love this picture, and whenever I'm throwing shade, light, it's not questionable. You know that I am. Well, is that true? I, I feel mean, like you typically kinda... when she has thrown shade, it's been pretty obvious, and she doesn't deny that she was either. So, I mean, and I never, I didn't think that she was being shady. I thought that she was just joking, yeah. but I also didn't think that she needed to explain it. Right? It's such an obvious reference to Mariah, and that I don't know her thing. So, I mean, if I had a picture of Mariah Carey, I would probably caption something like, "Oh my gosh, she knows." Yeah, me. I would have done it too. Or, right? I feel like that's just. Maybe the J-Lo fans are in their feelings about that, but girl, whatever. Your fave doesn't do anything but be fine, and that's fine. That is fine. She's 49 and looks amazing, and that is her job at this point, and that's great. I don't even think that Mariah Carey or Jennifer Lopez care that much. Right. J-Lo probably gets agitated when Mariah keeps saying it or when people keep asking her about it. Because the thing about Mariah is she don't give a fuck. She's not going to be like, all right, that's enough. Like, I don't want to tell her. Stop being mean to J-Lo. She's going to be herself and be funny and keep doing it if she feels like it. And like they really don't give a fuck. They don't care for each other. So she's not going to be like, oh, you know, J-Lo is cool. She don't like the bitch. She don't like her. She don't know her. It is is what it is but this was so clearly just like a light-hearted joking way of saying mariah is my girl that i don't even feel like it warranted a paragraph of explanation yeah sometimes you have to acknowledge that if you're 
if you were clear in your delivery or if it's not even that deep or both, niggas are going to be niggas and people are going to yep. start trouble and people are going to say shit just to say shit on the internet. Yes. So not everything is worth you even explaining or responding. Most things aren't. The yeah. overwhelming majority of these niggas should be ignored. Right. On average, you should just be like, I don't care. And just go right <laughs> yes. back to doing whatever the fuck it is yes. that you were doing because people with sense will acknowledge what it is, where you were coming from. People with sense, the people who are worth mm-hmm. your attention in the first place know what time it is. Right. Everybody else going to be mad regardless. Now they they've they've undoubtedly switched from you were throwing shade to brandy is crazy it's not that deep like, so like see you can't you please can't everyone right. leave it so alone just fuck them niggas girl turn off comments on Instagram if that's what you really want to do if it just bothers you that much to read other people's words and you feel like you have to react to that but brandy's been famous for a long time mm-hmm. so I'm surprised that people's comments still get to her in that way. It's a new generation. I've talked before about I think that Brandy is one of these artists who um, is, I think, maybe a little bit frustrated with um, with the way things operate in the music industry or the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. These days versus, you know, when she was Moesha and Never Say Never and all of that. Yeah. So she's probably just one of those types of people like um, who just feel like compelled to explain themselves or justify what they do. Because this is not the first time that she's done this. She does this a lot, actually, when anybody says, oh, Brandy, you were being shady. Oh, Brandy, you look pregnant. Oh, Brandy, you this, that. Oh, Brandy, that queen is lying to you. Like, yeah. Then she feels like, okay, let me give you a paragraph of why I have my shit together and you guys don't understand. And it's just, I get it because sometimes... Sometimes people can make you feel like, all right, y'all are wildin'. Let me explain to you. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I meant. But mm. things like this, I don't think so. Right. Like, girl, you were clearly joking. Everybody's and, seen that fucking gif. <laughs> Everybody's seen it. And even if you weren't, even if you were throwing shade, even if people think that you were throwing shade at J-Lo and you weren't, your brain, like, who cares? Right. Both of y'all can What's say they gonna do? Like, like, oh, now Jennifer Lopez fans don't like me. I'm Brandy. <laughs> I mean, has she put, like, Mariah Knows Me vocalist club only or something like that? I mean, that's significantly Right, exactly. <laughs> They're just being like, you know, some of these girls are only here for a two-step and a moment. <laughs> like, come on now. It really wasn't that deep, Brandy. You got to let these girls um, be sometimes because it's like... I'm really seeing more and more people talk about Brandy being out of her motherfucking mind. And maybe she is, but hmm. this is just so yeah, silly. But I anyway, left that alone. Um, Mariah responded and said something like, I sure do, um, with a whole bunch of heart emojis. And then she like reposted the picture with Mariah's <laughs> caption. Whole morning was made when one of my heroes knows me and confirms with a three-word sentence and two of these pink hearts. (laughs) She posted the hearts again. Now look here, I'm turning off these damn comments because I don't want no mess. This is positive. So why post? What? And she turned off the comments, which I mean, I think that you can even turn off the comments after, after people have commented and picture, just yeah and they just go away just, like, just do that so it's like what is the and I, you sound really thirsty and pressed like a like you don't know mariah honestly you sound like i just don't think if i was in a position where i could take pictures with mariah carey that i would be pressed over her commenting on my instagram to the point where i needed to take a screenshot of it and repost that picture 
as if it was something brand new. You know what? I She probably has not spoken to Mariah Carey in a minute or does not speak to Mariah Carey on the reg. You know, I'm sure she posted that because... For the same reason that she always hypes up the relationship that she had with Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey are musical iconic greats that forever mm-hmm. until the end of time will be recognized for what they did. Right. So you being Brandon being like, not only have I met Mariah Carey, she knows me. Look at the camaraderie in the photograph. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's what that was about. So mm-hmm. even then, she didn't expect for Mariah to be like, I sure do, girl. So she was living. Brandy's <laughs> a little, you know, and, but... <laughs> It just seems, I don't know. I just but, would not expect somebody who's been famous since she was like 13 to be hyped like that. As someone who is comment. also a little, you know, <laughs> I'd be trying to like, just like, hey girl. I, you I don't- still want the best for Brandy. Like I'm saying these things out of a concern for her because I'd want her to be well. And sometimes her actions on the internet indicate that maybe she just doesn't feel that great about herself. I feel like she's constantly trying to prove to younger people, like to the... To the generation that allegedly, you know, buys this music, consumes the music, really does go out and support and do all of that. I think she's trying to get them to see her, her, her progress, not progress, but like everything she's done, you know, like to understand the work she's put in. She's underappreciated. Right. The magnitude of who she is and what she's created and Mm -hmm. that whole type of thing. I think that it's probably frustrating for her as on top of being able to sing the way that she can for her to be Ray J brother. I mean, Ray J's sister. Right. For niggas to really be calling her Ray J's sister. Like, it is definitely the other way around. That I is Brandy brother. Why a lot of that, like me, you know, I actually really came out of Whitney's womb. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, we've been keeping it a secret. Like, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. It's just like, oh, no, no, man. like Whitney Houston, the vocal, like the voice, mm-hmm. the vocal god. Yes. <laughs> she. Whitney Houston invented vocals. I'm her baby. So, so clearly you niggas need to give me it. my respect yeah I guess but I just mm. I see just what not. you're saying I just want her to same to to get yeah. past that's a thing mm-hmm. you have to that's an insecurity that I feel like it takes work to get past you know not everybody does and, yeah. and age time experience doesn't always get rid of it either some people just are or that way naturally and it could be a whole lot of stuff that's going on in her camp and her family life and stuff like that that's just stimulating that even more so I try to give her a break but it's like Brandy like things like this (laughs) like you could have easily just been like girl y'all just gonna be mad because you want to like it's not that deep I'm not gonna waste all of these clicks so but hey well all right um god bless her anyway how's Saray her daughter yeah singing is she? Mm. Oh, we. Her daughter got a voice. Of course she does. She does. <laughs> like, oh, fucking course. Sounds a bit like her. Brandy probably had that child when she was two in her like, now match mommy's pitch. <laughs> Love. Why are you down there? Did you ever see that clip of Yes. This? Why are you Why all the way you? down when I'm up here? <laughs> um. All right. So next. I'm sorry. Justin Bieber is, uh, Justin Bieber canceled uh, about 14 uh, remaining dates of his tour Yay. world tour same uh apparently because he is working on rededicating his life to jesus christ um what 
he's been photographed a lot lately with an unnecessarily fine pastor uh, named Carl Lentz, alleged pastor. I don't know anything I was about say pastor, and he that fine. Something's up. Like fine, shirtless, tattooed, absolutely All right. Like I don't know. I googled him. He's apparently a pastor for a Hillsong Church, New York, but it's one of like twelve branches, like a Chipotle or something, or like a mm. like Nobu or so they have Nando's. like a bunch of campuses. And They're stuff? all over the world. So wow. he runs, I guess, the New York division and has been spending a lot of time with the Beebs. Oh, he has a wife. Oh, he's white. He has a wife, uh, a child or children, maybe. <laughs> um, and he doesn't mind getting shirtless and he really loves sports um, and everything manly. I don't oh, know. so Hillsong is where all the celebrities and hipsters and cool kids go to church on Sundays. I had never it's heard Brooklyn, of this. It's in Brooklyn, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> It's either in Brooklyn or like the Lower East Side or Trinidad. Oh, I think you're right. I think you are right. I think they do have a a, a chapter, a location, a campus. In I'm Brooklyn, scared. So I don't even want to say too much, honestly, because if he got eyes and ears out in these streets, I mean, I don't think it's like a yeah. There's one on 34th Street. Cruelty. What in Midtown? The God fuck? lives in Midtown. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you where I won't be on a my Sunday. Place. Uh-uh, because the trains is fucked up on Sunday. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's right I hope the offering 34th. plate is on Venmo, because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on 34th between 8th and 9th. What? Y'all got like, me what? fucked up. I'm not going all the way down there for church. in my life. <laughs> Please. Not all these black churches Harlem got. You think I'm going to take my ass to Midtown? You know what? On peak tourist day on top of that. My God pays good attention to this praise he right does. uptown. Yep. He <laughs> like he accepts it right up there too. The Lord said Sunday's a day for rest and that means I do not have to get on a train. Why would I, I want, want to? <laughs> like to be tired? <laughs> Just getting there. Just getting Mm-mm. to church. No. God bless whatever they're doing though. I'll be up like, uh, Pastor Lentz, say an extra prayer for me to get out of here and get back home. <laughs> We're all gonna need it. I know they stream. They got to stream their church Absolutely. Oh, this is a streamed church down. Of Matter course. of fact, I'm going to watch their next service to see what it's giving. I see him. Is this the church? I wonder, is it like a Joel Osteen type of situation where you basically just go to feel better about yourself? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Look, I'm trying to be careful because God is possibly involved. I mean, yeah. But if this is, the, I mean, I, I see black people. I don't want to disrespect nobody's religion. I see black people in the choir. Um, it's just anytime there's too many celebrities involved, you automatically have to think, okay, how cultish is this? You know, it's weird because every time I see jeans in church, I get really uncomfortable. I get really uncomfortable. And growing up, I always wanted to be able to just wear my damn jeans to church. Me too. And now when I see people wearing like casual clothes, like Letterman's and and, and New Era shorts and shit to church. <laughs> I'm just like, this doesn't feel like gospel. Like, this doesn't feel like God is here. I mean, it's one thing for me for the <laughs> the people of the church, like the, the constituents, the church go, the parishioners to show up and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the the preacher. Just everybody. It just throws me. And I've been to a couple of churches that are like that. And it's not, you know, oh, my God, y'all's message is awful. And, you know, this it's place still should church. be burned down. Yeah. I just feel just, weird. I like I like my man, my man. <laughs> I like my my preacher in a pantsuit 
if it's a lady, you know, or a That's regular right. suit. Right. A, a robe always works. I'm always here for robes. I am partial to the a robe. The nigga on the organ need to be in a robe. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like a certain, you know, I, I'm just accustomed to pastors and preachers being dressed in suits for yeah. church. Like that is just, so when they out here in like, they, they acoustic the guitars. Cultural wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what that is. There's just a blockage here where I don't really get what y'all are doing, but it's reaching others, so amen. Right. That's what I was gonna say, because apparently this guy is um he tries to reach people in a different way. I don't know how it was worded, but I guess that's the whole thing. Like being able to just come as you are and, you know, celebrate and get the word and praise God in a more formal way, I guess is easier. Like Sister Act. Oh, they like, have four Sunday services. <laughs> 10, 12, 35 and 730. Let me tell you what, uh, what mm-hmm. Pastor Lentz does not do. Fly coach, fly commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. See, and that's another question I have when I look at preachers. How well are you doing versus how well are your people doing? How much money do you have versus how much money do the people who are giving the money have? I always try to just leave that alone because I feel like almost that's any church you go to, I feel like I don't even want to know. Like, just leave me out of that. You blessed, make sure that I'm leaving out of here feeling blessed too. It ain't got to be financially because that's your business. Right. But as long as, like, I just, as long as that message and that scripture mm-hmm. is outweighing like so pass that pass that to your neighbor then I don't care and again I don't want to like play too many games with this because this could be a real dope church I'm sure lots of people have gotten there and if it's gonna take a nigga who look like you know uh, a pack sun model to bring Justin Bieber closer to to Christ I am all for it is he the reason that Justin Bieber stopped doing coke on ATVs and pissing all over yards and graffiti and shit because he was out here being reckless fully and we're assuming he stopped that's true. <laughs> um, At least stopped getting caught. But he has been hanging out with this guy a lot. It looks like they go surfing. They get shirtless together a lot. Um, a lot of people have been... I don't want to say that that's inappropriate because, again, he serves the Lord, apparently. But um, people have been inappropriate. Um and now, you know, Justin Bieber axed a whole bunch of shows. Lots of fans are getting refunds. Uh, tour crew is out of jobs and stuff like that. He don't care. And people are assuming that he um, he's doing all of this because, you know, the Lord told him to. So God don't want him to tour? Maybe God wants him to stay off of the road for a bit, drink lots of water. Maybe God wants him to detox. Mm -hmm. Maybe God wants him to stop calling women out of their name if he does that. (laughs) Maybe God wants him to pee in a toilet. Maybe God wants him to do things that he needs to focus on off of the road. Wow. Touring is is stressful. Look, girl, we do just a tiny bit of it. And these motherfuckers have to know steps, hit notes, do it every night for months and months and months. So I'm not... Hmm. Get your life together. I hope you're actually doing that because I don't know nothing about any of these, right. these churches. But I wasn't going anyway. So I'm not heartbroken. And if this means you're going to change your life, thumbs up. He's been touring for a long ass time. I remember when he canceled the meet and greets 
on his tour last year because he something about he said he was the energy from all those people was draining him or something like that. Amen. And so he canceled the meet and greet portion of the tour. But if that nigga has still been on tour all this time, then I could understand him being like, OK, no, I'm not doing 14 more dates. I've been on tour since 2015. Since like, leave me alone. I think he started this tour in March. As well. Oh, so this is a newer one then because I thought he had been on tour for a long time. Um, it's called the Purpose Tour. Maybe. He, oh yeah, no, the Purpose. What that? No, that fucking tour has been going on forever. Or maybe he started this leg of it in Mar- or May, March of last. It, it may started not have been this March ninth, two thousand sixteen. Okay, there you go. So he's been on tour for about April, May, June. Yeah, about a year and a three or four months. Yeah, that's a long time. I don't. This think, may not even have anything to do with the Lord. This may just be the Lord told me to send my. I'm tired. Yeah, the I'm Lord making told a me lot if I of keep money. Going, I may fall out. Despacito Hasn't he fallen out on stage well. before? I think he has. Despacito is, is. It is. It's and I can't help. I'm sorry. When I'm drunk and at a bar or something, I do be like. Despacito. When I'm drunk and at the grocery store, because you know I live on the east it's side. It's just a now. catchy tune. So that's pretty much just the theme song of being outside. <laughs> like you walk outside and it's despacito, and I'm just like, damn, I gotta learn how to say this. Well, I just hell, say, la, apparently la, la, la. he don't know the words either. Oh yeah, he definitely. He don't. tried to do a performance. Like, did you not bother to learn these Spanish words? Of course not. <laughs> Somebody just say, here, say it like this. Yeah. And I'm and I don't know Spanish, so let me not fuck yeah, up y'all's language. I but. I just say law, you know, yeah. or I say quiet. This is how we do it down in Puerto Rico. What if that's what it is? It is. That's what he says. Well, oh, I don't really? know if that's the same lyric, but the the Latino man also on the track, who I don't know, says that's one of the lines. It's Daddy Yankee and. Okay. I think the other person's name is Lewis. Anyway, that damn Despacito, that's a catchy little bop. It is so, a bop. It is. It is definitely boppy. So he's doing just fine. You know, he doesn't really have to tour. I'm sure his team is mad because, you know refunds and canceled dates and lost deposits but i will take this over many other headlines that justin bieber could have possibly made if whether justin bieber left this tour to go and pray or left it to go and nap yeah either way it (laughs) is better than what it could have been so it's fine with me and this tour made 256 million dollars i mean fine he's fine I mean, unless you just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so. Who hasn't? Who hasn't seen it? Right? <laughs> Sound like this nigga went all over the world doing purpose. A lot of these people will probably have seen it and are going again or something, but mm-hmm. maybe not because I know a lot of them were. I think they said he had some dates in Singapore and uh, Philippines and some other places, but he was definitely banned in China. So. Oh, really? I don't know if they canceled those dates prior or what, but he had some international, like Singapore, Philippines, and someplace else overseas. So I don't know, but whatever. Good for you. If you're praying and speaking to the Lord or whoever it is y'all serve. Um, <laughs> I hope it is the Lord. I hope it is a crisp Jesus. But you know, as I long mean, as you're not doing anything evil. Even just the spirit of sitting down somewhere and minding your business and drinking some water. His friend was talking about that on the friend zone. Just the spirit of sitting down somewhere and doing some heavy breathing and focusing on yourself and My chilling the spirit. fuck out. Right? It's an extension of God. It's, it's, My favorite one? It's never a bad idea. Quietness is next to godliness. I will say that until put it on my rock. Like <laughs> when I'm dead and gone, that's what I want. Put a shh. Right. That's just <laughs> look, it's gonna be like happiest I ever been. <laughs> so silent. It is so quiet in here. You um, niggas are finally not on my nerves. 
That's literally, I think I'm going to get there. Um, so Malia Michelle is a stripper and ex-girlfriend uh, of Drake. Uh, over the weekend, Drake had, I don't know if this was in Houston, but he did some shit at a, a club where he hung up some jerseys. I guess um, in sports worlds, they do that for people. They who, hang your jersey from the rafters when you retire. Yes. Okay. So uh, that is what he did, but with strippers. So one of them, you are <laughs> one of them was uh, Lyra Galore, who's famous for dating Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Who we will get to. Uh, the other is Miracle Watts. Um, and then he also hung up Amelia Michelle jersey in this club. Now Lyra Galore and Miracle Watts were there. Amelia Michelle was not. Um, in fact, I don't even. If this was in Houston, I don't even think that she lives there anymore. But besides that, um, she decided to hop on uh, Instagram after all of this happened and basically said, just so you know, um, I am still dancing. (laughs) The caption says, contrary to social media news, no man can retire me. I'm yes, shaking this sis. ass into a wheelchair. Yes, sis. Malia will retire Malia. Or Malaya. I don't know how do you say oh, it. Oh, it's Malaya. Okay. Uh, According to them little niggas. <laughs> no, thanks for clarifying. I don't know. <laughs> so Malaya, hashtag Malaya Mondays. And then she po- posted a flyer for uh, Ace of Diamonds. And I, I think this is not the Amber Rose one. I'm still not sure. If, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um Ace of Diamonds, not the Amber Rose one. So after that, she got on Twitter and here is her release. It says, all right, I have to <laughs> I have to say something. And it's from the bottom of my heart. Say it, sis. I will be 34 in December. Do you know how good it feels to be able to walk in the club with girls 10 years plus younger than me? <laughs> now you know what like. Yeah, no. It's 10 years anyway. Let her, let her, yeah, whatever. Okay. Let her do it. And still be that bitch. Y'all and say what you oh can. Y'all can say what you want or think what you want, but I call that blessed. And I was overweight. So <laughs> what? So this can be a career. She talked the other day about, I think this was her, saying that she uh was struggling with gaining a little bit of weight at one point or maybe feeling insecure about it. And I think that she said something slick to Lauren London, who was later... I could be wrong. I don't know. I'd be half paying attention to the petty shit these days. And then I'm 100% high. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah. So... Okay. Um. So this can be a career if you take care of yourself. Pay taxes and save your money. That's always a great advice. That is advice. A great advice. Uh, take yourself seriously, even in a club environment. Don't be the drunk high bitch trying to fit in, be above everyone else. Now, I'm going to skip to this shit. Well, read me then. Um, y'all don't know, that nigga been trying to make me stop dancing. That nigga being Drake. Right. Always putting me down about it. Always telling me I'm not better than anyone else in the club selling ass instead of dancing. But nigga can't stay out the club. Y'all just don't know. My only regret is ever trying to explain how much I love dancing and thinking so highly of him that I let his opinion of me mold my opinion of myself. Fuck that and fuck you if you got a problem. I remember pleading with him to understand. I said, Beyonce wears the same kind of stuff I wear. (laughs) 
This nigga got mad and told me not to compare myself to Beyonce. Oh, God. <laughs> this nigga got mad. I can see Drake instantly being instant. too. That's the best part. Because Beyonce! Beyonce, Beyonce. Are you really going to do Beyonce, sweetie? I'm so sorry. You know he turned to like the wall or something and said that. Beyonce, Beyonce, sweetie. Beyonce, oh my God. Bitch, did you really just bring up? Bitch, I can call Beyonce right now. Did you really just bring up Beyonce talking about how I don't want you to be in a club no more? You really just did that. So. I'm with her though. A lot of people have, you know, feelings about this story. So first of all, I just want to say that it, it had to have been shade. On Drake's part to hang up their jersey, which makes the whole thing worse. They did not it end does. things on good terms, clearly. Yeah. So because the other girls were like excited, they like, were oh, there, thanks, Drake. reposted it. Shout out to the boy, <laughs> you know, quoting Bodak <laughs> Yellow. My jersey. I don't gotta dance. I make money, money moves. moves. But they were so excited. They about were. It. They were hyped. Um, she, on the other hand, was not, and that um, it was clearly shade. If she a is still dancing and b was not there, so right. why do it? You know. Like, well, I think she's right about Drake just being an asshole. And it fits that whole story fits in line with what I imagine Drake's personality to be like. Just kind of like this publicly this likable, you know, really popular rapper and he's cute and everybody's just like, Oh, Aubrey, oh light skin, makes great jams. Right, yeah, you know, it's just like everybody loves him. Yeah. But then, you know, he talks about worshiping these strippers, but in real life it's just like I know I love you because you a stripper, but stop doing that because you're degrading yourself or whatever. I could absolutely see Drake acting like that with yeah, those Drake girls. Yeah, Drake definitely goes to the to the strip club even and when tries he to was rescue broke. Them. Right, even when he was broke, he was probably like, I can't wait to save these bitches. <laughs> you know, so now that he can, they it's just probably need a good nigga like me. Frustrating to him that a girl that he dated or whatever is just like, no, I'm good. Like I don't need you. for I anything. like stripping. I make a lot of money. I'm In not fact, gonna chill out. I don't need anybody to change my lifestyle. Like, I like this. It's fun to me. Yeah. So That line about can't no nigga retire me, that spoke to my heart. I said, that's right, sis. That nigga don't get to hang up your jersey. You take off them clear heels when you feel when like you it. are ready. That's right, goddammit. it. <laughs> like, the fuck these niggas thought. <laughs> right. I'm Drake shaking my ass into a up. wheelchair was my favorite part. <laughs> I mean... Let that girl live and have bodily autonomy and make her own choices over her life and what she's going to do with herself. Drake don't get to retire her. She's right. You know, she gets to decide when she's going to sit down or if she's going to sit down. So I'm just I just feel like, you know, he did that to provoke that response. Otherwise, he would have not. If he had a jersey made for her, he just wouldn't have had them hang it up. Right. So... I don't know. He probably texted her like, you know, you ain't even have to do all that on the Internet. You could have called me. Da, 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 da. You know, I love you. I got mad love for you. This, this, this. Bullshit. Lying, lying, lying. Really? Nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah. I could see it. <laughs> me too. I could absolutely it's see it. It's a blueprint out there. It's just really sad because stripping, stripping, in my opinion, is a really, really, really powerful job. Like, it's the fact that you just in all of your nakedness mm-hmm. are like, don't care. This is my body. Yep. It is what it is. And your nigga is going to come out here and spend y'all's money You're in. on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Just for me being on stage, not to mention if I shake my ass in his lap for a little bit and I get to take all of that money home and do whatever I want with it. Just being 
a, like a woman just right. being a naked woman having these titties having my <laughs> vagina and having the freedom and the 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 comfort in myself to just be like yeah I'm gonna shake this ass up here and be yeah. naked like while I go and do whatever else I'm doing on the side if I'm doing anything else on the side because I want to it's just to me I've always looked at strippers like that's the ability to seduce a nigga or to just, you know, be yeah. a woman. Right. And niggas will come out here and throw their money at you yeah. just for that. Money I they think, definitely cannot afford to lose. Right. Most of them. <laughs> so I think that's probably a big part of the reason why so much. I mean, besides men just being men and niggas just being niggas, mm-hmm. I think that's a part of the reason why a lot of misogyny takes place in the strip club and in that environment, that whole culture. Because I feel like there, someone has to like remind these women that they're worthless. Because that power, having yeah. the power of just knowing what your pussy could do, even when you don't give it to anybody, mm-hmm. like, oh no, we got to keep, you know, we got to keep some order here. So I'm going to make sure I'm coming in here. I'm changing your life, bitch. No, I'm changing yours. Because you come here every weekend and order them same lemon pepper wings you and do. watch me dance. You do. And I get to go home and pay my rent and you got to go home and explain to Keisha why your baby ain't got no motherfucking uh, right. mechanical pencil next week like, so like who's changing who like what are you talking about right when your gas light come on on Wednesday because you didn't fill up the tank because you gave that last $20 to me and now you're making it to work on fumes that's not gonna be none of my business now of course plenty of girls do go into the strip club and you know maybe they are looking for a Drake or whoever to come in there and change their life yeah or you know quote unquote save them or whatever and I feel like if that's what you want to do if you want to china it up do that shit too I just don't think it's that big a deal but at some point we have to stop acting like strippers are just scummy bitches right. and you don't or deserve all no kind of respect desperate, because sad girls who are just like oh I'm only doing this because I have no other option I like, don't know what else to do there are a lot of women of course in shitty circumstances who are doing sh- stripping and other kinds of sex work and that sort of thing just based off circumstances in their lives but a there are also plenty of women who are just like I'm fine and I'm gonna get this money so here I go that's it, you know? And so I just feel like if, if you feel empowered by your stripping, then do that. And it takes a certain amount of nerve and bravery to stand up to a nigga like Drake who does have, you know, the whole internet on his side to be like, uh, you don't get to, you actually don't get to say that. Like, it's my decision, what I do. So you can take your little musty jersey and go on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The fact that he really was like, I'm just going to hang it up. I'm just going to do it. You done. Like, what? Well, nigga, a, I'm not done. I just, I don't understand. I mean, if that girl wants to continue stripping for as long as she does, then that's just, I don't see why niggas got to feel like, like, I don't see why it's above understanding that plenty of these women are stripping because they genuinely want to. They don't have a problem with it. Right. They recognize that it's not anything to be ashamed of and they're going to have fun. And on top of that, they don't need anything from you but for you to know that if you come in here, you're spending money. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's really it. That like, true. Ain't no women just stripping because it's simply fun and that's just it. No. Like, come in here, so you job. know, to do with them fucking ones and then you get, you beat it. Like, we ain't coming here because we just love y'all so much and yeah. can't wait to get 
get naked for niggas. Oh God, that reminds me of the first season of Insecure when Lawrence went to the strip club to to hide his pain. Yeah, and he was in the room with that stripper and was all shocked when she was like, "Uh, it's five hundred for head or whatever." Yeah, he was like, "What? Like, did you think she just liked you so much, Lawrence?" Yeah, you're so great, and so special. And in the moment I she's saw she's not you, rubbing her pussy on you for the fun of it. Do you know where you you're have at, to pay Diana? for this, right? <laughs> like, come on. And this shit has been going on since the dawn of time. There's so much, like, strength and power and everything and just being female that it's really ridiculous that niggas still are trying to make it seem like, oh, there's, like, you're you gonna go back to a strip club. Mm-hmm. Like, whether or not Malaya retires, you gonna go right back into the strip club right. and be doing the same antics with some of the next one, you know? Right. So How awful can stripping be if you support it so much? And spend so much money on it it's and rap like, about how much right. you spend money it's on it. It's not like you're out here on an anti-stripping crusade trying to get all the girls into school <laughs> or, like, <laughs> like, some kind of voc- vocational... Right. program like you're not out here trying to rehab strippers you're not into, set like, up outside call of fucking center jobs or something or right. just waiting for them to come out so you can give them a pamphlet let me give you an opportunity to get out of the club no your ass is in there giving paying their rent and then some so how mad can you really be about Usually, it? it is is illogical Niggas. to me to Niggas. be so enamored with these women that you will spend the amount of money that you spend on them all of the time then in the same breath act like they're completely worthless and right. like they're mooches. And she said he used to put her down like I guess talk bad about her for stripping when she's yeah. just like you wouldn't even know who I was if it wasn't for stripping. So how awful can it really be if you love me so much and I'm in your life now because of it? But niggas, you know, so... Woo woo woo. Um, last but not least, uh, another woman has come forward uh, to discuss Usher's smell and taste, and oh, no. um, it's not looking good. So, just over the weekend, after news broke that, uh, oof, the Usher is out here gushing. Um, why are you like that? green we won't do it again yeah no we don't have to uh so i guess some woman who slept with usher not too long ago was like word (laughs) because (laughs) um we fucked twice she says one of the times that they slept together was protected which as we discussed doesn't always make a huge difference but another time they slept together in new orleans i believe she says it was unprotected so she already uh, hit that nigga over the head with a $10 million civil suit. Wow. Um, because he did not disclose his status. Clearly had to know. Because right. he was already, it already settled. Um, Damn. And so she wanted money for it. Let me see the exact things here because it doesn't. It actually gets way worse than this. Uh, well, I think it's a crime. For neg- well, I mean, absolutely. For negligence, battery, and emotional distress. Oh, God. Um. So then she hiked that up more recently to 20 million. Oh. Because apparently she uh, got tested and received a positive result. Oh my God. On Saturday. So. Oh. Usher admitted in the documents, uh, the previous documents, that he has herpes simplex 2. I can't say that I know the differences between them besides that I hope to keep them as far away from me forever. Is it like the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes? I like, can't answer that. I don't know. But I know, I I have always known that there are different, uh, I don't know if you call maybe them Maybe type 1 is like the whatever. mouth source. 
And type two is like the STD type. I don't know. Because herpes is different types of viruses. I think right? that one of them may be like, I think it has a lot to do with the breakout. Hmm. Okay. Like maybe how often or how bad the breakout is or if you get breakouts at all or what. I don't really know. I sure is really crazy do. for being out here fucking women raw after you have already. You already know. Nigga, are you kidding? Like, what, what is this happening? Right. What? Like, I don't understand. Like, do you not know that you're rich and famous and eventually this is going to get out and the women that you slept with and didn't say this to are going to be suing the fuck out of you? Oh, uh, yeah, you do. Because you already had to pay somebody <laughs> money for this. So why are you still out here acting like that? That's what I don't understand about it. I do like, not you, get that. I mean, I guess on one, like your usher, it's you enjoy sex. Yeah, we know. <laughs> and maybe there is a fear of people telling, of someone telling everybody. I mean, but how is that? How is that less than the fear of passing it along to someone and then I don't and then know, everybody's going to know and you're going to lose money. So I just don't. I don't know, know what's happening. Like, the whole story is bad enough as it is, but for you to still be out here deliberately. Because that's what it is. You know you have this. These aren't the only two women you fucked since you right. found out that you've had this. Right. So, my God. So, you are out here on purpose having unprotected sex with people and not telling them that you have an STD. It's just, there's no excuse for it. You Like, nigga didn't even fuck with a condom and not say nothing and then be like, okay, I want to hear raw. Let me, let, me, let me just say something to you. <laughs> not that that still wouldn't have been horrible, but it was like, yeah. Right. Right. Let's just. It's slightly you know, less horrible. Yeah. I mean, no, they still are both trash. What I'm saying is like, <laughs> maybe in your nigga mind, you know how like, for instance, like a lot of niggas felt like if they fuck with their boxers on, they wouldn't get crabs. You ever heard that? Oh my God. What you do you know they that? think you have to have, like to a lot have of contact niggas, with pubes? I guess. Like a lot of niggas. <laughs> no, I've heard, I mean, I've heard that a million times. The niggas wear, would wear boxers while they were fucking because they felt like it would lessen their chances to get crabs or some, or certain other But you know it's not like a, a whole crab crawling out this woman's vagina and onto you, I right? know that. You know that. <laughs> niggas <laughs> may not. That's what I'm saying. So I'm again. It's hard to try and find logic in things that are illogical. I'm just. I try anyway, and maybe oh, I'm no wasting Lord. my time. But like, you had to have been thinking something. No person is just like, I've got herpes. All right, <laughs> and they just keep yeah, and they just living their sexual their... life right. like it's nothing. So you had to have been thinking something. I can't understand what that was because, like you're saying, it wouldn't make. If you fuck somebody with herpes and give it to them, they're going to find out that you gave them herpes and then they're going to sue you and tell people that you have herpes. Right. So telling them first would make more sense. Because even if they were to be like, look, I was going to fuck Usher, but that nigga told me he had herpes. Then at least you could be like that. She's lying. Right. <laughs> like, That's just hearsay. <laughs> but if I was just like, well, here uh, are the medical bills. Yeah. Here are the photographs of my open source. Um, <laughs> like... He and you, we slept together. There's proof of that, or you know, text messages or whatever, the hotel receipts, key cards, whatever the fuck. Like you, you just. I'm disgusted. I don't. I'm disgusted by Usher's behavior. I really am because that is so fucking wrong. And I really feel for all the women. God only knows how many there are, but however many women out there slept with Usher, thinking, "Oh wow, Usher, you know, I've loved him forever." Da da. da. Of course, I'll give him some pussy. <sighs> 
and, and with this just, new haircut too like and you still get vagina I love how you act like the haircut is the worst part about it I really do <laughs> up there it's, it's pretty like, bad yeah the STD thing is bad enough but let's talk about Oof, his hair. let's talk about it no I mean uh, Usher has to grow up and I just you know if you're out there itching I don't want you to feel like you know shame on you yeah no I mean things happen but if you right. know, then be responsible. That's all I'm saying. Right. Shit happens. And I know that probably the the stigma associated with having herpes is probably a huge part of the reason why Usher felt 1, the need percent. To, Absolutely. to not say anything. But you still have, you have a to, personal yes. obligation to say something. And a legal one. <laughs> if, that, if personal ain't good enough, <laughs> if you ain't on, you know, a one-on-one page with personal. Right. At least consider the legal the obligation. Law, the letter of the law says you must. So, you know, I hope these girls get their money and I hope they find treatment options that work for them and they're able to, you know, go on about life. And oh, be my happy. goodness. Can her can can it give you cervical cancer? I think so. I think untreated it, or if you let it go for a while. I'm not totally sure on the details on that because y'all know have it can affect fertility and all kinds a of whole stuff. machine that inside. ecosystem is yeah, really it has delicate to be fresh and like <laughs> i mean the slightest thing could t- i mean like just having a new partner can throw off your ph balance or you know a nigga semen or whatever like it's a million your things. whole body is like what is this like <laughs> foreign what fluids, is this? and i don't like it <laughs> so there's so many things that could throw you off but it's just I don't know. I don't know. I'm really, I hate to be like, oh, I'm very disappointed in you, but I am. I am a little I'm disappointed, disappointed in Usher, in Usher that he's acting like this. I am. I am too. Like, my God. So, I mean, you better get a, a flesh jack, a flesh light. Or and the, something. the jokes niggas are going to be making with regard to like all of your sex music, that's probably never going to stop. So. Oof, I hope Moesha ain't get it. Oh, man. Did you see that video of Bernice going off on? Well, not going off on. She tried to. Fussing at Angela Yee. Bernice, the girl. the Oh, Burgos. Yes, Burgos. I found out how to say her name because of that interview. Oh, Thank God, Burgos. finally. <laughs> Is that how was, you say it? That's how right. they said it. So I think so. And I heard her say it too. I'm pretty... She, her voice and words. <laughs> anyway, what did she do? <laughs> so she was on The Breakfast Club talking to Angela Yee and she was mad, I guess, because she thought Angela had talked down on her for being a bartender and she was like, well, when Lala was here, you were talking about, well, do you even talk to the bartenders and the other girls and da 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 And Angela was like, um... Why are people always <laughs> harassing Angela? First of all, Charlemagne is right there and he's the biggest asshole in the world. So <laughs> why are y'all coming at Yee? They be going off of her because she's so like she will let them like but she'll just sit there to, and be like shout whatever. out to Angela right she was like uh no I'm pretty sure I didn't say that and I was asking because Lala is the producer of the show so I was saying you know do you do you consult these girls outside of the show like can they come talk to you about issues because not everybody wants to create personal bonds with the people on their TV show if thought processing was something that you did this you know, girl though maybe she reached, and I mean, she reached hard. I watched like two clips. One was about her talking about dating Drake, and the other one was about her, uh, her and Ti and Tiny. And both of those times, it was very clear that she was lying. So I didn't watch any anything else. Oh yeah, she wasn't even that mad when niggas called her a um, 
but niggas called her a homewrecker. But I'm gonna play this part for you. Oh, but I did see the beginning or some. I saw a part where she said she, she doesn't like being called video vixen. She yes. prefers urban model. But Angela, I said, girl, what? Angela never called her a video vixen either. So it was just like, where did you get this? But yeah, homewrecker, and you and Tiny had some back and forth commentary. A lot of people were jumping into it, but you're saying you only got She looks so empty-headed. <laughs> She's, I mean, her head's pretty. That's all that you know matters. Like, I could, you know, people need to stop just, just because I'm pretty. Just because they so-called say. <laughs> just because I'm pretty. Because they so-called say. Stop this video vixen shit. It's not video vixen. We not, you know, the other day, you know, you was, you know, Lala was here or whatever. And, you know, I heard, I heard the um, interview and you were saying. She sounds nervous. Um, <laughs> she sounds, right, either nervous or like she, she, somebody on Instagram said, you should be mad at Angela, Angela Yee because she said this Maybe. about bartenders and former strippers. and Probably so someone who bartends. <laughs> She she sounds like somebody who was told she should be mad, but cannot articulate why she is mad. And so it's just like you coming at Angela, and then of course Power is playing all the the clips from mm-hmm. when Lala was on. Like, nope, that's not what she. That's said. not what happened at nope, all. Nope, not that either. Fact <laughs> so it's check. just like, how are you really pissed at this girl? For not saying something like she didn't even put Honestly, you down. She never once said, "Oh, bartenders and strippers." It you was know, never the trash like that. of society. It was just like you know these girls, which that is why you are on the show. And so, <laughs> at a later point, Angela is like, "Yeah, you know, I asked her about the bartenders because you know that's what it is." And she was like, "It's entrepreneurs." Sis, it's not. <laughs> What? Like, girl, it's She's not absurd. your bar. <laughs> right, girl, you don't, what? You don't own the bar, but Angela was like, right, so so they're on the show because they're bartenders. Like, that is why you're on the show. That is why they were selected to be on the show, because they're Instagram famous, and they are bartending in strip clubs or regular clubs or whatever else, and that is why. Oh, she makes me tired. Uh, it's almost like people have called her a bartender in, like, a mean way for so long. She just projected that onto Angela, and Angela was like, I'm literally just doing my job. She's just a very pretty girl, and she's one of these girl, very pretty she's girls. she's 37. <laughs> She's a very pretty grown ass aunt, and like, you know, she's thirty seven. Yeah, and Work, I mean, bitch. absolutely beautiful, but thirty seven um, years old. So I think that she just kind of is trying to have like the Bernice brand. Like that, she probably don't even have no issues with with Angela. Either somebody did tell her something like that, or she was just like, I need to have like a thing. You know, like I need to have a moment on here that yeah. people quote, or I need to have something that people were talking about. Cause other than uh the TI and Tiny thing, which again I'm certain she was lying about, what else is there to ask this girl? You know, like right. she's gonna be on like, this why show or whatever. Are like, you on Breakfast Club? <laughs> Like, for what? What are we here to talk about? She's so frustrating. Because I think that she probably does also have a lot of people say that you're just a pretty face and maybe that's hard to hear. But you also don't need to make up things to make it seem like I'm you saying, do more than you do. Attack somebody who actually comes for you. That yeah. is not what Angela Yee did at all. Come and then me. Charlemagne capped a save a hoe in the back, <laughs> piping up like, you just don't like the stigma associated with bartender. I'm like, so you so you know stigma now? <laughs> So now you know stigma. I haven't even watched when Jen and Mock went on the Breakfast Club because I, I really I know just, they are gonna say something I didn't. fucking ignorant. I didn't. I'm really sorry. I couldn't do it for that same reason. I was too afraid. Uh, maybe it went well. Hopefully it did. I didn't hear anything bad. 
So mm, I think it was bad. I saw Janet the day before she went on the show and I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I have tried to teach Charlemagne. I have uh, about trans issues specifically. I have talked to this nigga, but it's a great chance he's going to say something ignorant as shit. And I just want you to know, like, please don't blame me for that. Please don't be mad at me if he says something awful. I am so sorry. And they probably did. Between him and Envy, somebody probably did say something transphobic in none of their business. Asked her about her genitals or something. Do you remember when, what did he say to to Young and May? Oh my God. He said something. Envy said something so stupid Oh, I remember that. She was so clearly uncomfortable. About being like a dom. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. It was something so dumb and basic. Like, mm, yeah. did you always dress like this? I don't remember. I mean, not misquote him, but he said something. I remember watching the interview being like, did this nigga really ask her this on that? Like, did they, were they supposed to cut this out and nobody told them or? Same. It doesn't surprise me. So but I'm anyway. sure they said something inappropriate to Jen and I'm just trying to get my, I just don't want to know my inner strength up enough to watch it. Cause I know whatever it was, something fucked up. Happened. Let's have faith. So, I mean, maybe, but you know, niggas. But yeah, um, there's that and um, such which, Usher, um, Mm-mm. don't be a gusher. Usher, gusher. No, I, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> no one will ever eat a green gusher again. All right, let's take a break. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. 
So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right. Welcome back. Uh, We are so, so excited, honored, thrilled today to be speaking to a true legend, (laughs) not just in the black community, but just period. Just period. This man is certainly on legendary status, has influenced decades of people at this point. And so it is just kind of I'm kind of starstruck right now to even (laughs) have you in front of us. But we are joined by Mr. LeVar Burton today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I'm trying not to do the uh, the Donald Glover meme. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, kid? Yeah. Just, yeah. just a little. Just give it a little taste. Whoa! <laughs> See, I'm very good at it. I'm good. I was just, you know, I watch wow. TV. Wow! Yes, thanks so much. Yeah. How for are coming. you? I'm crazy. I'm, I'm very well, and thank you all for the invitation. I'm really, I'm a, I'm a fan, and I'm happy to be here. Which doesn't even that does not make how sense. Can you how can you not? What? I cannot. What? I cannot understand this? Really? Because so <sighs> I, I just got into this podcasting universe mm-hmm. and um and it's been important for me to find out who's who and what's what in the podcasting world and y'all were highly recommended oh wow my, my, my assistant jerry howard um made sure that i knew who y'all were shout out to jerry thank you jerry yeah. look at my you good looking word. out it's my doug stamper right there that's crazy yes, he is. well you've got uh, a podcaster of your own now, I do, Lavar yeah. Burton Reads, yeah. which just I'm saying it's the podcast I should have known I needed. Right, <laughs> it is like, the. Po- I was thinking it just that makes sense. Yes, it is the podcast people need to listen to, and they don't realize it until they've heard it. Like all my life. I've been waiting to hear LeVar Burton read, read short stories and, and, and excerpts to me. Yes. <laughs> it's just amazing. And I, I heard on the first episode, uh, you called it like a, a reading rainbow for adults. Yeah. Which I, I thought yeah. was perfect. Well, it's pretty much. I mean, not that that was my intention to make a reading rainbow for adults, but... I really love reading aloud and mm-hmm. um, and people have asked me about addressing an audience of adults for a long time. My wife is like, she's just worn me out <laughs> over the years. When are you going to do something for adults? When are you going to do something for adults? And, um, and it was just time. The timing was right. I had my eye on the podcasting space and the last several years, the last five, six years, I've really been sort of immersed in the business of Reading Rainbow. We brought it back for the digital generation. Mm-hmm. We oh, created right. an app and, yeah. and, and did a Kickstarter and, and, and created a product for teachers to use in the classrooms and expanded beyond our, our iPad app to Android and yada, yada, yada. And I just really needed something creative, mm-hmm. something for me that was unconnected to the business of reading rainbow. And, um, and this was, and it just, this just made sense. It was something, it was a simple idea. And from conception to production, it was just a matter of a couple of months. Wow. Right. Your episode, um, where you read from when a man falls, what happens when a man falls from the sky? I had purchased that book and hadn't started it yet. I have a long list of books on my list. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Hearing you read the story though. Leslie Necca Arima. Y'all remember this name, Leslie Necca Arima. This woman can write. Yes. (laughs) She can write. But what I love about the show, it is not just you 
just reading right. into a microphone. There's lots of sound design and effects that go That's into right. it. That's right. And music immersion. Yes. Exactly. It really <laughs> yeah. puts you yes. in yeah. the story. That's it. That's it really it. That's does. It. That's our intention. That's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a, a storytelling experience utilizing one of the most basic modalities of storytelling there mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Reading aloud. Right. And as a nerd, yeah, I was, you know... First of all, I have a nerd with very, very short attention span. So it's been hard for me to kind of uh, to find a lot of other programs that I really can get into every week because um, that's why I struggle with people like obsessing over this show being so long because right. I'm like, how do you pay attention to something for two hours? Right. right? But <laughs> y'all can talk. Yes. That's <laughs> like, really I really was trying to force us to shut up and people were like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> two hours is fine. Give us another one. Like, So it's great to me. Like I got right off the bat. First of all, being like reintroduced to short fiction and getting like 35 minutes right from jump into the story and then it's like a science fiction story so all Mm -hmm. of the effects for the voices and everything just felt I felt like I could just close my eyes and I was there so I love it like right away yeah I do too I heard audible ads on the show and I thought has there ever been anything more perfect than, <laughs> right. than an audible ad on LeVar Burton reads yeah, that's right. a, that a pretty good fit so yeah. what is the process like for putting together a new episode do you say hey I really loved this book or this author and, and I want to talk about it um, yeah it's that and I have a wonderful producer Julia Smith um, who brings me stories um, and I read I, I mean I read I read constantly right and, and I love it and some of the stories are stories that I have encountered in the past, like Ken, the first mm-hmm. episode by Bruce McAllister. So good. It was a favorite, favorite short story of mine. I read a lot of science fiction. That's like my go-to yeah. body. When I'm reading for pure pleasure and enjoyment, it's generally science fiction, right? Mm. And, um, and so it's a combination of things that I bring to the table, things that Julie, my producer, brings to the table. And um, the, like I say at the beginning of every episode, the only thing these stories have in common is that I love them and I do. And I want to read them aloud because it'll be fun for me, mm-hmm. right? There's something in it that that moves me. I love when you switch up the voices for the characters yeah, and stuff say, like that. I'm just that like, has to be such a blast to be able to exactly voice all these I different characters. This is exactly what I need. And get these effects to do all of these different things so it doesn't just, like a lot of times I'm, I'm, not even realizing I'm listening to your voice because right. of everything that was There's done. There's so much going like, on. Yeah. So what do you, what is like the process of those like effects and what do you like, what do you think? Do you sit down with your producers and go over like how everything's going to sound? Our, our sound designer is a genius, Adam Dybert. And um, he does his thing. Julie and I go into the studio we do the record, um, an intro and an outro and the ads and the credits. And then Adam does his thing. Wow. Adam's there, Dwayne. Go, Adam. <laughs> Adam <Adam's> is there. <laughs> Dwayne is our, is our editor, producer. Right? And, and when you hear random sound effects or if Kid Fury's voice has an effect on it in the beginning or something like that. We did not Dwayne, ask baby. for that. Dwayne was right. like, this needs a little jazz. I listen to him just like, magic. I didn't even <laughs> ask for this. Yeah. That's amazing. How do you choose from like... All of the different books that you clearly read all the time, what makes you say this one has to go on the show? Um, I'm looking to create um, uh, a season that has variety. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I like bouncing around in genres. Uh, I want to keep the audience off balance, not knowing what's going to come next week. Finishing one episode and saying that was great. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what he's going to read next week. That's it's the the sort of it's the juiciness of anticipation, you know, that I'm looking for. A lot Even of, the way you use words, I'm just sitting here like, yes, right. Anticipation <laughs> is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so, so that's it's 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 nothing more complex than that. It's just I am doing this for me, right, and sharing it with everybody else. Okay. And so, first of all, I have to really quickly say that I had uh, a personal uh, personal joy when I saw and heard about this. Uh, it was via Twitter, and I just saw the cover first. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so just let me get it out. Because like, our show is called The Read because... Yes. Of the way that we right. speak. speak. Yes. <laughs> so right. Our reading is more so unpacking and letting you know you are incorrect. Right. Understood. Um, and so it was just great for me because it was like, yes, hey, this is about to be a great show because why wouldn't LeVar Burton read to people? But then also because your face on the cover looks like you're saying, I'm about to unpack and tell you that you're incorrect. So it's just like two amazing things collided for me spiritually. Because I was like, LeVar Burton's about to read to me and also it looks like LeVar Burton will read you. Yes, it does. I was like, the beauty of that photo. Did you tweet that? I did. You did tweet I that. Think I did. You did tweet that. I, I remember that tweet. I'm pretty sure. I remember oh, wow. that tweet. Our I remember actually that said tweet. So Our producer was like, "Oh, so you know, Levar Burton? How? What do you guys think?" And we were like, "Uh, yes." Why would he want to do this trash right, show? Like, of course. <laughs> first and I told that story. I was like, "If I get to sit." in front of LeVar Burton and tell him how great that was for me and the producer our producer Chris was like I'm I think he knows like they told me that he saw it already and I was like oh god <laughs> oh, no. oh no I wanted it to come out of my I didn't mind. want him to already know that yeah. about me yeah, yeah. He, sa- he said yes he said yes yeah he, was like, he, he, said like, yes. he doesn't have a problem yeah. at all yeah. coming mm. through and wild still can't believe it thank you for being here mm. so most of our listeners probably uh, were first uh, made aware of you on Reading Rainbow Mm -hmm. as the iconic host of that show. How often do you hear from some of your younger fans about how Reading Rainbow has affected them or their children um, in childhood and beyond? Every day. Every day? No. No. Every day. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like every single... I mean, but how can you not? (laughs) (laughs) What are some... Like, I want to know what are some things that people... Because I feel like celebrities don't get to do this very often, but on our show, you absolutely can. I want to know some of the things that's just kind of like, hey, people, maybe you can stop doing this. (laughs) Like, is there something that's maybe like a little too much or like, okay, look, stop calling me Kunta? No, is it like... no, you came in here and called yourself I, Kunta. I, call, I refer to myself was, as, as Kunta uh, Freely. Yes. Be, because I can. That's and, it. That's it. That's it. Are you kidding what this man is giving? What? I'm having a blast. <laughs> you <laughs> might as well have just thrown the mic across the room. Right. Honestly, you should have just smacked the mic from in front of you and left. Because I'm LeVar Burton, bitch. bitch. Boom. <laughs> no, but is there like, do you just, are you like one of these? I feel like I, there are a lot of people who just don't mind and just I, embrace everyone. But here's the thing, y'all. I love my fans. Mm-hmm. I do. And there, and, and it is. We it's, hate y'all. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And <laughs> it's just you. And it's, it's cool. It's, it's all love. Look, I recognize that I am the part of of 
the childhood or at least a sweet spot mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. childhood of a lot of people that I encounter. And it hasn't always been this way. It's only because y'all have grown up now and become adults that I'm having these wonderful experiences with, right. with because when I started the show in 1983, Y'all were kids. Mm-hmm. But, or not born. Or I was considered. Or not born. <laughs> <laughs> you were negative three, four, five? 83, four. Yeah, you were negative four. Negative four. Negative wow. four. Yeah. No, I was about a year I, old. I hate so. you. I had to. I hate, <laughs> I hate you so much right I now. I was considered. <laughs> okay. I had to have been talked about, you know? Uh, no, that maybe. four years out, no. probably not. <laughs> no, no. They, they, they weren't even studying. Yeah, no, that. they weren't thinking about my ass <laughs> back then. But I still got the enrichment okay. of okay. reading Rainbow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it was one of the few television shows my mother would allow me to watch. Wow. And Same. so wow. it, it really was part of my early love of books and right. reading. I started reading at a very young age. And to see a black man on TV talking about books right. was just like... It was just monumental for yeah. me. So it doesn't right. surprise me that people are still coming up to you yeah. like, thanks to you, my kids actually enjoy reading. Or I enjoy reading, which I love. Yeah. Or I'm a writer today mm-hmm. because of Reading Rainbow. Or I'm in visual effects because of the Reading Rainbow episode you did behind the scenes of Star Trek. Or I'm a beekeeper because of the beekeeper episode. Or, you oh, know, yes. um, it's, it's legendary thing. It's like that. I, and, I, and I do enjoy it. I do so like who's it. craziest between Reading Rainbow fans mm-hmm. and, and the and, and trekkers. Oh, um, this is a good question. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Trek crew. Yes, I know it. Yeah, I know yeah. it. Yeah. Your dad's a Trekkie. He, he is. He right? is. My father is a huge Star Trek fan, and the Next Generation was the only Star Trek I ever watched. We did had you watch a, with your dad? I did. Well, yes. See, absolutely. <laughs> I would not have watched that, that I alone. <laughs> I cannot tell you. I love it when women tell me that they bonded with their fathers while watching Star Trek. Well, I mean, bonded is is a good way of putting it. It was, <laughs> it was also that you know when Star Trek came on, that was what we were watching. Okay. Period. Right. And he would put a cassette into the VHS and record every episode put a piece of masking tape on it and label the episode and what date it came on and he had a whole curio we had a whole cabinet full of VHS's of the next generation and And you may not touch Mm -mm. his shit because you never he wants to go back and rewatch all of like you should get him like the box set right I should oh he would and send it to him he would never work again he would just stay at home (laughs) (laughs) my dad invented DVR I mean you his daughter he ain't never gonna work again anyway Uh, that's a lie you're the richest of all of us (laughs) what is it like for you to I saw a selfie of you and some of the other cast of Next Generation a while back and I was like oh this is taking me Mm. to my childhood that's fam what is it like for you to interact with that's fam yeah we have we've we have seen each other through so much through um well the, the the seven years that we did the show were some of the most fun of my life we we tend to make one another laugh more than anyone else in our respective lives it's like we all went to high school together or something you know because mm. we have that kind of it's it, we have all of our inside jokes right and we just crack each other up we've seen each other through you know the births of our children um marriages divorces in patrick's case many marriages and divorces <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> so we are family. We are family. It's it's uh, it's it's like that. Do y'all get together and talk we about do. how much you hate the crazy Trekkies? No. Who like cosplay no, and stuff? No, look. No, see, that's you. Wait, <laughs> like, no, I think those. I think that is so interesting. But listen. That community. Did you see Lupita running around Comic-Con? Like, I did. And right. costume having right. a blast? And my daughter's a cosplayer. Yeah, I no, I'm it. not like yeah. shitting on cosplayers. Okay. I just wonder if people are like aggressive with their f- fanhood. Uh, look, you are talking about people who dress up for a living. Like, I'm sewing and stitching for Comic-Con two years from now. Like, I do this. I but, but as actors, that's what we do. Right. We get dressed up for a living. We wore, yeah. we wore spaces. We wore spandex spaces for seven years, y'all. Yeah, I mean, well, Jordy LaForge was... I mean, he was that nigga. No shade. I mean, I don't want to. I feel like that's the wrong thing to say. Like no, to you, but no, he was. Jordy he was. was running the Starship right. Jordy Enterprise. Ran shit. He <laughs> yes, ran he did. He ran shit. I wanted a visor. Right? It took me a while to realize the character was blind. I think not until he took the visor off. Really? Yeah. I mean, because you just thought they were cool shades. My dad kind of made me oh watch God. the Next Generation. <laughs> yeah, it was more of like a you must watch this. Right. And so, yeah, I thought Jordy's character, you in particular, I was just like so. On this ship mm. <laughs> of these, I don't know what they're doing. Y'all constantly beaming back and forth and right. little particles. And all. Right. it was just kind of, it, I don't know. It just, it was mind blowing even back then yeah. what you all were doing. And, yeah. and I'm sure that that character, Jordy, has had a massive effect yeah. on people. You must have so many fans worldwide. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I just want to touch on, like, the importance of, like, the blurred icon. Right. Because yeah. that whole right. Right. space of fandom, science fiction, anime, and all of that is really underrepresented uh, when it comes to pla- black skin and stuff oh, yeah, and even real. when you go to these conventions and stuff a lot of times if you want to cosplay you gotta be the black version yeah, right. of uh, something whatever, else yeah. right. because there's only so many of us yeah. so to not only have like that uh that community and camaraderie but also have people like this who are like iconic to that and also have a genuine love yeah. of the genre right. and not just you know I you know that was a role for me mm-hmm. it's really important to like nerd and that's definitely like how you were, right? You yeah. were just oh, on board from the, the beginning. Like today, like the <laughs> nerds today. The, the original Star Trek was what my family watched. Um, my mom, oh, my right. sisters, and I. Um, Gene Roddenberry's vision was one that, as a fan of science fiction literature, was one of the few examples of of storytelling in the genre that embraced people who look like me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Having Nichelle Nichols on the bridge of the original Enterprise mm. meant the world yes. to me mm-hmm. because it, what what Gene was saying as a storyteller was that when the future comes, there's a place for you. Right. That was right. right? That was huge. Yeah, because usually in their futures, there we are not there. No, <laughs> <laughs> like one day right. we'll be rid of you. No. finally. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> The future is suspiciously melanin division. <laughs> <laughs> right. And wasn't Jordy based off a real fan of Star Trek? He was, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I trust me. Right. I know that. I don't. Ooh, know. Yeah. Was, it, was he Jamaican? I was, no, no, no. He was. He, he was. He he was. His name was Jordan LaForge, and he was like this uber fan. He he had cerebral palsy. He was confined to a wheelchair, and he would just show up at convention after convention after convention. And Gene befriended him. And and wanted to honor him 
um, and and his I and his love of the franchise. Yeah, right after he passed away, yeah, right, and did. so Jordy was born. Jordy from, was, was born, inspired was from that actual real life. Me on to nerd facts. <laughs> you don't understand my father's love of Star Trek in this man right here. I, no <laughs> I knew some oh, geek shit that right. you did not. Okay, I am. So, I am mightily impressed. Thank you so much. I am. Well, thank you. I am. I am. I am. I will hold well, on. Well, I that. just found all forty-one discs. On Amazon <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going to be watching a whole lot of Star Trek. I did not even know that. Yeah. That really just. Yep, based yeah. off a real person. Yeah. That's so, so awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I love so the, it. So, to be able to represent for people with physical challenges the way that Nichelle represented for, for black people mm-hmm. was, was huge. That was dope. <sighs> Wow. So speaking of iconic acting roles you've had, your acting debut was in Roots. Mm. How do you just come right out the gate with something amazing like that? Grace, really. Roots was my first professional audition. Wow. Right. Shut me up. Yeah. (laughs) What was that like? Can I tell you that that, um, my first day as a professional actor, Cicely Tyson played my mother. And Dr. Maya Angelou played my grandmother. So you knew you were. I, I was in. You were destined I, I for was, greatness. This was acting <laughs> royalty. Right. Right. Yes. right? Royalty. Right. Um, it was like God was just like, this is what you do. Yes. Yeah. Here's your destiny. Right? Run along now. <laughs> Go and figure that out. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, been an, it's been an amazing life. You know? <gasps> it really has. Um, I was 19. I was a sophomore at the University of Southern California studying theater and um and they were they had gone from la casting for for the role to chicago to new york and had come back and they just hadn't found the actor that they were looking for and so they started beating the bushes they called the drama schools at at ucla and i think at cal arts and usc and i was in the right place at the right time there were three of us three young black men (laughs) in the drama department three of us usc right odds are pretty good (laughs) wow and and we all three went and uh and i got a call back and kept getting called back and march 27th 1976 i was screen tested and um and months later, it took a long time for them to nobody, no, nobody at the network wanted to acknowledge and put their ass on the line and cast the kid who had never, right. never been, been in front in of anything, a camera before. Right. Yeah. So right. so it took a minute for them to, you know, all get behind that decision. And um, and in May, May of 76, we went to Savannah. We went to Georgia. Wow. Yeah. That is when my mother graduated from high school. What Stop. a yeah, she graduated in seventy six. Yeah, so just you saying May of seventy six, I'm right. thinking, wow, Levar Burton was like getting ready to film Roots, and my mama was graduating from high school, and I don't know, I just made that connection. <laughs> You're magical to me, so <laughs> everything you say, I'm just sitting over here like. Mm-hmm. And more words. Please. So Kunta Kinte, what a character. Yeah. This was obviously before the days of the internet and like right. instant feedback from all your fans. But was there any tension, I guess, or, or how were you received by black audiences versus white ones? I'll be honest with you. It took a minute yeah. for black people to, not all black people, but it took a, it took a minute for some black people to get with Kunta. Um, there is a... Uh, there is a phenomenon in the black community. Um, 
as evidenced by the fact that whenever, like we redid Roots last year for mm-hmm. this a new generation. The intention was to be able to keep this really important story alive for succeeding generations. And there was a lot of pushback on Twitter from black people. I got, I got trolled by Snoop Dogg. Um, oh, He's always hot. Don't pay him no mind. Yeah, I mean, he came back. But, but the, the, the notion that there is a fatigue, right, is part of that phenomenon that has to deal with our level of shame mm-hmm. about having survived our period of enslavement. Roots is not a slave story to me. It's a story about survivors. It's a story about, you know, people who persevered generationally until emancipation. And I see no shame in that. Although I can relate because there was a period in my life where I was not as comfortable being black as I am now. And I I get, I understand Mm, that sense of shame, right? But that has been foisted upon us by the white normative culture. Yes. Yes, that is it. I'm sorry. And we <laughs> everything you say. <laughs> She's not such a fan. Losing it. And and we bought we've bought into that idea. So um I had a huge, like, very vocally have had like really huge frustrations with I feel like I feel like a lot of times that's just what gets beaten over our head. Yeah. Is this slave story? And it's not even just the the stories of slavery that frustrated me. I felt like those were the only stories I felt like a lot of white audiences would acknowledge. Like those, I felt like you know you it would be no problem for a movie about slaves or a movie surrounding that era mm-hmm. to make it to the Oscars right. or to be at the Emmys right. or something like that. But when it comes to like a black sci-fi story or something else. It's just kind of like, I felt like white people don't see that. So I think I got, I think a lot of my frustration is just with like, so this is it to you. Like Mm. when it comes to us creating art for the cinema and stuff, all y'all ever seem to respond to is that we were slaves one time and it almost felt like, it was an opportunity for a lot of people to go and see these movies and be like, I've learned so much. I have a greater perspective of what you all have gone through now. Did you go and see the birth of a nation or whatever? I know what is going on. I, get like, it. I know I get it. it. I get it. But you saying keeping the story alive for Joe, like I, I do still, I, I agree that, for younger people, mm-hmm. they still do need to learn these things and hear this. Well, look, stuff. change is slow in in taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been forty years now since Roots, and we are just now in an era of Ava DuVernay, of of Black Panther mm-hmm. on the cusp of coming out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's taken this long. It's taken forty years of frustration. And process in order for us to have enough people who have persevered through the bullshit right, hard enough and been committed enough to be in a position now to tell the kinds of stories that are more representative of who we are. Right. Right. And that's, look, Hollywood, for years, Hollywood was putting people in blackface on camera. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Right? 
And they had white people playing black people. They had white people playing Asians. They had white people playing everybody. And the whole world was white, <laughs> <laughs> according to Hollywood. <laughs> they still pretty much feel that way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so given the history of, of, of the, the storytelling that comes out of that town, which is the storytelling that the whole planet consumes. Right. Yeah. 40 years in this in the span of an industry that is only mm, what 90 years old yeah that makes sense. <laughs> yeah perspective yeah right yeah. very very true right you know it's just experiencing the slow progress and like literally growing up and realizing from childhood to yeah. now things have not shifted in the way that i would have thought they would right. Same, but in a way, like, same, that same, yeah. is, same. That statement is very humbling because thinking about it outside of that, like, yeah, the industry isn't that old, and it does. It's it's a slow process because there's still pushback, whether it's like right? blatant right. and just <laughs> yeah. expressed freely, or it's like we're gonna keep this under wraps, but we don't want you niggas doing X, Y, and Z. Like, so I I guess in a way I just have to be kind of grateful that we had to have generation after generation of LeVar Burton's before mm-hmm. we can have a Black Panther. Right. Right. But it's just how like, excited are you for the Black Panther movie? Cannot wait. A Wrinkle I'm in dying. Time. Uh, I'm dying. So it's excited. going to be so, so excited. Uh, so excited. Are you into comic books? Too? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, I yeah. swear you lose me because I don't really. Know, I don't know too much about comic books. I only just learned how to pronounce Marvel like eight months <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, she said Marvel. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's the black pronunciation. Thank you so much. Oh, I have been validated. <laughs> <laughs> Only nobody can tell me who could shit ever allow you to get away with that. My yes, God. y'all ain't saying shit else to me about Marvel. It's officially over. <laughs> so let's Lavar Burton reads. You yes. can listen to it right now. When does wherever, it come out? wherever we we drop a new episode every Tuesday. Um, you can catch it wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts. Yes, absolutely. Right? I've listened to it on the website first. Yeah. And then I just mm-hmm. hit that subscribe. Yeah, on I just Apple. subscribed yeah. on my phone and downloaded yeah. every episode. Yeah. Yes. So good. We definitely suggest, you know, luckily, um, I I like to call people who listen to our show and follow us mm-hmm. like sophisticated ratchet people, mm. um, That's ghetto intelligent. So most of our listeners enjoy everything around <laughs> reading words mm, learning, yeah, no, they do they love to you know, read grammar mm. i think you all are gonna love this show so yeah i definitely say go home make sure you listen to it close your eyes and mm. just be spirited away yes absolutely you, see, you didn't see what i did no i did i saw okay. you do your your hand thing it was but... a reference. <laughs> no i probably didn't know what it meant no it's okay so I, since you offered earlier i'm gonna i know you would. yeah oh is it, a, is it a thing that it's I, like that i wouldn't oh well, okay. no he's spirited away as if you know being spirited away okay yeah. no uh, it was a moment and i missed it that's fine no it is so <laughs> since you offered i'm gonna call my dad yeah and see if he answers the phone right live on air yeah Sure, why not? I mean, it's show daddy. I mean, it's not live also. We could just cut it out if he's sure. crazy. No, you absolutely shouldn't. I mean, if he says something crazy. Please let this man. Would you have to phone. let him know Yeah, no, that no. he's on the air? Oh, yeah, no. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> please pick up the phone. Like, oh, I bet he won't. Please. <laughs> oh, God, please. We'll just leave a voicemail. He's not going to do it. Oh, he's going to be so mad. Dad, he's going to be pissed. He is. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> live it. Uh-oh, and his voicemail's not picking up either? He's on the phone. 
He's on the phone. He's ignoring you. Thank you for calling. I am unable to answer your call at this time. However, if you would leave your name, number, and a detailed... You guys sound so smart and organized. He is. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Daddy, it's me. So I'm recording my show today, and LeVar Burton is actually here in the studio with me. We were calling to say hi, but you didn't pick up the phone, so I guess you will probably just be sad about that forever <laughs> that you missed it. But <laughs> would you please say something to my dad? <laughs> it's LeVar. Oh, my God. Where are you? What What are you doing? What is more important than picking up the phone when your daughter calls? I love this so much. So, really just wanted to give you a shout out. You are, uh, according to your yes, daughter, absolutely. an Uber fan. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to say I appreciate you. I really do. Oh, wow. Well, he's um, going to die. And to let you know that I am a fan of your work. <laughs> because she's something else. <laughs> she really is. Oh, wow. She is something else. This is a great she day is in America. Fully, this is unbelievable. She's a fully realized human being wow and and y'all did good your daddy is gonna cry <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> and, and uh I, that's it I, I i just i appreciate you thank and you I'm a so fan. much for that thank Pe you peace <laughs> kunta out <laughs> okay talk to you later love you bye this is the best day ever. he is going to flip oh my god he's I gonna be he so mad thank you so much again for that and for coming through to it's this show such a pleasure y'all yes thank you, you so you, you bring much. joy into the world you know that don't i you? believe it because you said it it's right. true if you say it's so true. <laughs> it's true you bring joy into the world and there's not nearly enough of that these days well thank you again you guys make sure you subscribe and check out LeVar Burton Reads wherever you get your podcasts thank you so much again for coming and we'll be back okay we're back it's time for letters it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may just read them aloud on the show hmm let's see where should we start this week where <laughs> hmm I think let's start with let's start away. There's quite a few questions this week from people who are dealing with others in the closet. Ooh. <laughs> so let's start. Let's do one of them. Okay. Let's this do is, like a, here's a lesbian one. Damn. You're what? No, you don't like lesbians. No, you love lesbians. What? What? Favorite person in the world. Right. So here's Fresca. Oh, I love those. Yeah. They're delicious. You know, never my favorite pop. I mean, not the best, but I do enjoy them. But surprisingly refreshing. Yes. <laughs> so Fresca says, I was listening to an old episode where you were discussing your coming out stories and the different reactions your families had. My girlfriend and I have been together for about five years and she is still in the closet to her family. Damn, five years? Things are great, but it's been I mean, the biggest problem right. in our relationship, resulting in multiple breakups and arguments. I'm feeling really worn down at this point, especially because I've been out since I was 18. She feels like I'm too abrasive when I bring this up and I've tried <laughs> to be gentle and mature, but it's starting to make me resentful and almost turned off that she can't be proud of who she is. She, so, she shows no signs of wanting to come out at all, and I don't know if it will ever happen. I don't want to give up on all these years, but every day I feel closer to just saying fuck it. 
We are in our late 20s, financially stable, and in my opinion, too old to be faking like we best friends when everybody already knows what the deal is. I know everyone goes through their process, but we can't grow as a couple or naturally move on to the next step, and I can't be patient forever. How can I encourage her to basically grow some balls without being too insensitive? How long is too long to wait? Thanks for what you do and for using your platform to speak on real shit in this shitty ass Trump America. Thanks. Fresca. You say it on three? No, you, I think you should go for it. You should tackle this. Break up with her. Damn. <laughs> Break up with her. This is the thing. I, I don't think that you should force someone or attempt to force someone to come out. I also don't think that everyone needs to come out. I think that plenty of people probably keep that shit under wraps their whole life. And I feel like it is your, uh, it's literally your business. So you don't have to tell anybody. You are allowed to live however it is you choose. Um, And I just don't think it's fair to try and make someone do uh, the opposite because you want them to. Now you also have to do what is best for you. So I've said before, I wouldn't mind dating somebody who was in the closet as long as it does not impede on me living my life the way that I want to. The only thing is it's going to be damn near impossible for that to happen. Like I can't first, I mean, I don't leave the house much. I'm perfectly right. okay with couch dates. Um, but yeah, every now and then I'm going to be like, so where is this going? Let's leave the house. I'm starting to feel like. You know, right? We're stuck or something. If you don't ever want to go out and be seen nowhere with me, if you know I gotta like wear my hat down extra low when I come over, like mm-hmm. if I have to feel, if I'm starting to feel like I am in the closet because I'm with you, then I'm just gonna break up with you. I'm not gonna try oh, and yeah. encourage you to like. You need to be proud of yourself. I don't know that you aren't. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like you may just not want to deal with everybody else's shit. Right. There's plenty of people out here who are out and proud, have no problem being as gay as day, and you still have to deal with people's shit. All of the time because of it. Not everybody is built to handle that. Not everybody wants to. Your job may stop you from it. Your family may stop you from Mm -hmm. it. And it's just, I think it's just a little inconsiderate to think that because you had that strength or because your journey led you to wherever you're at and you're comfortable with it, that somebody else should just easily do the same thing. So, I mean, I don't know her. So, you know better than maybe she tripping. But mm-hmm. I think she's allowed because it's her gay, not yours. Right. So if you really can't help it, if you, I mean, you can't handle it and you don't like it, you're not, you know, feeling the way you should feel in a relationship. Then I simply say break up with her because I'm not going to agree that you, that she should just come out because you want her to. That's not fair. I to agree. Me. No, I agree. And five years in, I think is a reasonable, I mean, she's in her late twenties. I have to assume she's not financially dependent on her family or anything like that anymore. Y'all cohabitate and have built a life together. So I, at the same time, I understand having the type of family that you are hesitant to come out to and being nervous about that. Amen. But I think that Fresca has a real point in saying, you know, there's only so far we can grow as a couple while she's in the closet. Like, sure, your personal relationship can deepen and strengthen, but there is there's I think you don't really know it until you're out of the closet what you missed by being in it. And sometimes that's for your own 
safety or mm-hmm. you know it's for the best at that moment but if you are so frustrated and she's not she doesn't even want to I could see if she was just like I would love to come out but oh, my mama is gonna do this and da 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 and my sister won't let me see my nephew and you know I could I could probably deal with it if you were more like I want to come out but I have all these concerns and I would be like, okay, well, you know, maybe we can talk to somebody about that or, you know, maybe I can help you figure out a game plan. This, this, I don't know, whatever options may be available. But if she's just like, mm, no, I mean, I'm happy to dike with you for the rest of my life, but I'm just not ever going to tell anybody. Then, yeah. I mean, there are so yeah. many gay women who are like, I'm gay, girl. Right here, so pretty out, open. Right here. Uh, just having a great time. You want to be gay with me? We can be super gay together all of the time. Right. So go and do that. I mean, five years, of course, that's going to be a hell of a lot of, that's you know, ice cream, a lot of insecure, a lot of, uh, you know, texts, hugs, cries, yeah. raging. So a you lot really of that. just don't want to be with me no more? Don't, and I would say this, don't let her guilt you into feeling like you're wrong for that either. Like Absolutely you're not, not wrong for wanting to be with somebody whose hand you can hold if that you know, is something you like to do or <laughs> or go to family things with one another, which also gross. <laughs> but <laughs> if there's somebody, you know, you care about public displays of affection or, you know, tagging your girlfriend in Facebook posts or whatever else, you know, if that matters to you, you deserve to have that. And you deserve to find that 10, 15 years from now for me to just be like, this is my nigga. And you girls be like, what? Like, yeah, I've been dating him for about eight years. (laughs) I figured he's not going anywhere. So I would be like, huh? And you brought him around so quick. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Damn. So you were only in there for eight years. (laughs) You sure? (laughs) You cracked this one out early, but it's like wine. You got to let him sit in there. I think that, you know, if if she does try to, like, guilt you and stuff like niggas do, I would just be like, like, I could stay here and then end up resenting you. Yeah. And then we're just going to end up throwing things at each other and lose. And being mad. That love that we have now anyway that you're trying to hold on to. It's best for us. Yeah. To be separate. And try to be friends. No. Oh, God. I've done this to me. No, yeah, fuck no. friends. Yeah, friendship. You cannot be friends when one or both of you is still in love with the other. It you know, does not that's work. That's a sermon that we have had with, like, you have preached that it to me not one work. million times throughout our friendship. And people just do not want to, be- everybody wants to think that they're the exception. We can be friends. We can this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Sure you can when the romantic feelings are gone, but most of you don't even like that nigga outside of the romantic feelings. And you figure that out. When, when you're it's finally done. out of them feelings. Right. So no, forcing yourself to be in a friendship before that point just means that one or both of you are keeping some dregs of that emotion alive and it just drags out the breakup. You can absolutely be friends with an ex, but it has to be like after y'all just pretend yes. that the other one is dead for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you have to just kind of be like, oh, that person doesn't exist anymore. And then once all the feelings die down and you like heal, then you can see that person again at some point, maybe. Yeah. And be like, oh, what's up? How you been? Yeah. And leave that situation. And then if you ever see each other again, you can say hello again. That is friends with an ex to me now. Right. Like when I see you, if I see you, I don't feel disgusted. I feel no feelings, but I hope that you're happy mm-hmm. and we can have a, a civil conversation. And there is no 
there's no feelings or, or assumption that this is going to lead to us, you know, texting yeah. or like, oh, let's go oh, hang yeah, out. No. It's just we see each other. We cool. Right. I have a friend who's an ex now and she is legitimately a friend. Yeah. I have a friend who's an ex. I have an, an ex, ex who's, who's a friend. A friend right. <laughs> but like it's to the point it is a real friendship. Like sometimes I forget that we used to date. Yeah. And when we're around each other, it's not like sexual tension. It's not like holding hands under the table and kissing and cuddling and all that we're like literally just, just friends right right and if you let's say you've dated 10 but that people. was we dated probably a decade ago so I, if you dated maybe like 10 people in your lifetime that's like maybe one people out of the 10 maybe that that could happen with. yeah maybe I just feel like most and then you people, gotta give it some time most people you break up with it's just like please stay away from me for if not for your good then for mine just Please. Or the good of America. Just (laughs) stay out of my life. Thank you so much. So good luck to you. That's a shitty place to be in. Five years, man. That's going to suck. It's going to suck. But you can't force that girl's bed to be open. You can't. The people, I've dated a lot of people in the closet, but they always felt motivated to come out. (laughs) I dated maybe two niggas that were like serious, legit in the closet and they had no intention. And I knew they had no intention um, and I didn't really care. And I was also much younger. So I don't even think that a lot of the games that the DL, you know, causes you to play. I don't think that I was really in a place at that time where I was like, I don't have to do this. Like, this is stupid. Why am right. I doing all of this? Everybody knows I'm gay. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I just it's, it's not that I wouldn't date somebody who's on the DL. I would date somebody who I like to say discreet. <laughs> it's a little bit different because mm-hmm. that just kind of means like I'm gay. I don't have a problem people knowing I'm gay. I just don't. Right. I just chill. Like I don't feel like it's anything to talk about. Right. It's like I mean obviously it's a big part of me and of my experiences, but it's not like I wake up every morning like how queer can I be today? That's what I said. It does not happen. <laughs> Guess I'm gonna be real gay this weekend. So I mean, I don't know. I turn but. on my little PlayStation and that's that. So, speaking of dating, though, we have a question from T, who is a man, and he says, "I have this friend who I used to date and fool around with. So you already know what type of friend." All right, we're following the theme. There were some trust issues for me, and it just didn't work out. But we're still friends. Oh man, we just did this. Just did it. <laughs> he wants to be more than friends and I is bet. doing mm-hmm. all that he can to be everything I need him to be. He nice. claims that it's just because he cares so much. Mm-hmm. I understand someone caring, but our history is making me think that it's more than that. And it makes me want to block him because I honestly, truly don't want that anymore. He buys me gifts, gives me money. And since we stopped <laughs> talking seriously, we haven't had sex. I've made it clear to him that I don't want this relationship and I'm just trying to work on myself. I'm trying to move forward in life. And that is requiring a little bit more selfishness and isolation than he wants to accept i have tried to just ignore him altogether but he shows up at my place and wants to know what's up jesus i don't know what i'm supposed to do about this man it's so easy for me to cut people off when they do me wrong so i do not understand what his problem is (laughs) he says that i need to stop pushing people away who care about me because that is problematic but he (laughs) is i'm not in danger or anything but what do i do is this considered stalking should i just deal with it this is so new to me, probably because I've always dated females, gross women. Am I leading him right. on? Let me know. I love this show so much. You guys help me get through tough weeks. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. Tea. I knew he was trading. <laughs> I, I felt it. I felt it. 
So, yeah, I, we rarely get letters from the, the trade side of this situation. I mean, we're assuming. like. Well, I'm a, yeah, I'm assuming that the guy is openly gay because he's like pursuing you in a way that you're just like, mm, no, I don't want that. Um, I mean, but this is not, I mean, is there anything there that's suggesting that he's not? I'm just saying like he's probably mm-hmm. he sounds more like the nigga. Like just based yeah, on Yeah, no, I'm sure he is. Um <laughs> I mean he I don't says he's always dated women. Perpetuate so. the idea that there are whatever kind of roles in relationships and <laughs> homosexual relationships, but he just sounded traitor. Yeah, no, me. we know how it goes. Um yeah, anyways, I the same shit that we just said. Stop talking to the nigga. Like you I I cannot sit here and, and define stalking. Um I don't really know That would what, worry me. Don't come to my fucking house. Are you crazy? Right. Like did you just Are you crazy? Crazy? What? <laughs> Why are you at my fucking house? Um. Yeah, I would just, you know, I don't. You're saying that you made it clear to him, clearly not clear enough. <laughs> so <laughs> I, just, I mean, I don't really know what more needs to be done besides just being like, look, let's take a break from each other. And by break, you mean I don't plan on speaking to you until you get your shit together yeah. for as long as that is. Um. And let him. I don't know because you're 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 saying he's giving you gifts and he's giving you money. You must be keeping it because, like, you know what is what is going on? Yeah, I think you need to be really clear in your intentions with just like I have no, not even just desire. I don't have any plans. I am will not be going back inside your butthole or whatever nicer way it is to not say even that. just that but i like literally don't want let's i don't, I don't want to, talk to be bothered to right. i don't want to like i am not going to be with you i don't want anything of yours i don't want to kick it like sometimes you just have to see this is a problem i have i try to be nice to niggas when i'm breaking up with them or leaving them or not talking to them like i try to let Me them down too. easy because i've been hurt like that before mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like they really don't get that you're done until you're just like, no, I'm serious about this. Me and you are never going to be together. It's again. hard to take it. It's hard not. I'm saying that wrong. It's hard to not take it personally right. when you're on the other side it of is. things. It's hard for that person to to see sometimes that it's for the good of you both. Right. Um. So maybe you can try and make that clear as well. But. I can say just as as someone who has been in this position on both sides, actually, just that little tiny strand of maybe, possibly, Mm -hmm. if I do this or if I wear this on Thursday (laughs) or if I just like Issa with that mail, like she just knew (laughs) that nigga was going to come over there. to. I mean, he did, you know, he did. He did. But I mean, we talked about. I feel either way, like, <laughs> but I'm saying like just that little tiny bit of me. I, I might see him on Saturday. And if this happens, then maybe we'll just you have to be in a place where you are like with a solid concrete. This isn't going to happen. Right. What do I do now? You responding to texts, you picking up the phone, you chilling or taking a gift from him Mm-mm. or flirting with him yeah. or doing any of that stuff. Even if you're saying to him, like, look, I can't do this stuff with you anymore. All right. And then you go to sleep and don't even touch each other, but you share in the same bed. Or That's do any of it. It's enough. Right. Because in his mind, it's just a few steps to getting back to where he wants to be. Right. It has to be a clear, I'm out here by myself. What do I do now? I'm 
I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim somewhere. And most people will swim because nobody wants to drown. Right. And that's, I mean, some girls. But, <laughs> but, but that's real. Like, niggas... They, it has to be like dead. Like yeah, it has to be root. over. Over. Sometimes you Done. just have to say that, and and that means that you, as the person who wants it to be over, have to be strong in those moments where you're lonely or sad or horny, and not hit up the person that you know has feelings for you, Woo! and you know cares so much about you and would do anything to make you this happy. Is, or why are you calling me? If you know you don't want me. It's like. <laughs> Why are you bothering me when you know you do not want me? Because you're lonely, because you're bored, because you had an itch. Like, so you just gonna call me and think you can use me for that and say, you know, we're not doing nothing right. You know, we're not together. You know, this is this. Yeah, you can say all that, but you still actively engage in somebody that you know has feelings for mm-hmm. you. So if that's what you're doing, which I assume is you either haven't just cut him off altogether or you still been hitting him up when you feel like being bothered. Either way, it has to be And done. either way, you're going to have to change something or else he's, I don't think he's going to get the picture. And showing up at your house is absolutely That is a problem. Okay. Yeah. Nigga, what? No, it would have been over the end. <laughs> yeah, it would have definitely been like, let's talk. <laughs> Come and sit down. Let's, let's talk about how we won't be talking anymore. Yeah, Are you ready? <laughs> you just have to do it. And it sucks. It's scary. And it's, regardless. it does suck to be on that side of it. It does. Yeah. Unless you're like completely heartless and don't give a shit and don't have a problem doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said, I ain't never had a problem. <laughs> what did he say? I never had a problem. I never had a problem cutting people off that do me wrong, even though he says he didn't do anything wrong. I'm sure you didn't. But, but yeah, like that's just something that you got to. And it's it's you can know in your mind as the person who's not being pursued. Maybe one day, you know, mm-hmm. y'all will be cool. Don't say that. But you don't say it out loud. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Another but if you genuinely if you genuinely care about this person, genuinely have nothing but good feelings and loving your heart for that person, you not speaking to each other for some months, some years or whatever won't change any of that. And I think that you have to like take peace and he will learn to take peace in the fact that y'all will always have that and you can you can wish someone well from afar yep. and still be affected by that without actually interacting with that person anymore. You yeah. know, like you don't have to talk to them to care about that person and hopefully one day that person without speaking to you will know or can know I don't talk to that nigga no more but I know he care about me and so we all good and let me go live the rest of my life but all that playing and just little mm, and responding to a text if you don't want me then don't talk to me do not speak to me leave me alone yes because he can try his very hardest to leave you alone and have left you alone for two three weeks and then all of a sudden Friday night all your friends canceling you bored so you hit him up and it's a rush of feelings all back over and you go from a WYD to this nigga's popping up at your house and you don't know how so just leave him alone cut him off good luck to you send your questions to asktherita gmail.com and we'll be back all right, so we're back. It's time for the read. It is, and I think I have a feeling who you're talking about. You mentioned it earlier, but then you, he didn't come up again in the hot taps. So <gasps> you should call hot topics the hot tops. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Where have you been all of these years? With that? <laughs> Name change. It just like, came to me. It literally just had hot tops. My God, that's perfect. Oh, my God. Why didn't we think of it? Okay. Four and a half years of this show. My, what, like, seriously, I struggled year for year, week after week. Like, what are we in hot? Hot tops. Perfect. All right. So, this week for the read for me, I have two things I want to say. First of all, I just want to say, before I get into 
him. Um, dialing back to uh, the Black Excellence girls trip, um, I really, really love the fact that these Black women are out here showing that just in their skin, telling us a relatable story that they can, you know, make these books, get these people to the theaters and do all of that in exactly who they are. Um, so let me talk. First of all, I want to talk about this movie, Ghost in the Shell, which stars uh, Scarlett Johansson as. Oh, no. An Asian. Yes. Um now, Ghost in the Shell is a manga, anime, uh, there have been video games for it, all of that type of thing. And I don't really, I can't just know that the character who she was supposed to play, uh-huh. her name, oh God, please don't. Let me just, okay, I'm pretty sure it's Motoko. But it's a Japanese name. Mm. Um, She's a major, major who's like, her, she's got the spirit of a person like a human in an android's body so i don't i can't we're not gonna do all of that yeah no you lost me yeah i know i did but (laughs) but her name is major motoko kusanagi okay that's been the character's name that's cute the whole time um and so for whatever reason they decided to make this live action film uh with scarlett johansson playing the character changed her name in the movie what changed her to name something white so like Mira Killian or oh, something God. um and I was like you know what I'm a fan of I really liked the anime I liked the show I really really loved the movie that was the first thing that I saw um I've always really enjoyed it and I thought it was dark and weird and you know I love that sci-fi weird shit it yeah. didn't make any sense to me but I thought that the uh I mean the new movie starring Scarlet did not make sense to me. But I thought that the special effects and stuff looked cute. So when it came on Digital HD, I ordered it, watched it. (laughs) Now, I was able to forgive a lot of that stuff, although it doesn't even really feel like a Ghost in the Shell movie. It feels like a really interesting sci-fi movie wearing a Ghost in the Shell costume. Okay. But at one point, this is kind of spoilers. If you plan on watching it, I guess you could skip this, but I don't think that... I mean, you don't need to. Um, But there's a scene where she goes... She's like trying to learn more about herself and she's kind of stuck in this. I'm an android. Who am I? What does the world mean? Sort of thing for most of the movie. So she goes to this Asian lady house who was like a typical old Asian woman doesn't speak English that well. But she's would you like tea? And she brings her in and come to find out the person that she used to be before she was turned into an android like her spirit's mind or her ghost okay is actually the the woman who she was speaking to her daughter was like abducted basically and oh, wow. experimented on and placed into this android i'm assuming because i stopped it after this realization okay. came okay. into me so i was like <laughs> So you mean to tell me that not only did you hire a white woman to play this traditionally Asian woman, but you also changed her name and then added in the story. This never takes place in any of the Ghost in the Shell shit I've ever seen. But you not only like you made it so that basically an Asian girl was abducted <laughs> and I guess killed and placed into the body of a robot white woman. <laughs> Nobody was like <laughs> So that said to me, you wanted this woman to be white so bad that you wrote one of the tackiest somebody please correct me if i'm if i'm um 
uh, consuming this wrong, if I got the wrong idea, if maybe there was something I missed because I turned it off, fill me in. Mm-hmm. But that to me was just like, I you, don't know. y'all are so pressed. You were so pressed to have a white person play this that you switched it all up so much and made it like, High key offensive on top, like in the process. Right. She could have just been Asian. Like she could have. Why couldn't she just be Asian? Why couldn't she just been a Japanese woman? It didn't make no damn sense to me. Yes. And they filled the story with lots of people of different races. There were white people in it. I saw one or two black people. Ooh. I feel like there's more white people in this new Tokyo than there were actual people from Tokyo. Right. But that to me, coupled with this, um, this girl, Naomi Scott, who was just cast as uh, Jasmine in the live-action Aladdin movie they're doing, um, she played the Pink Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie, which, like I said, was all right. Um, okay. And she's half... I don't know what part of India. I think her mom is actually, like, Indian. Okay. Um, and her father is white. And so a lot of people who knew about this Aladdin movie coming out we're hoping that somebody a little more sun-kissed would play that part Mm -hmm. and I don't want to uh to try and um dismiss the girls like race or ethnicity or anything but I want I just feel like like a lot of people in Hollywood yes there are lots of producers showrunners directors uh, writers who are doing great things to change all of that people from all walks of life and all races but I feel like there's still a force in Hollywood that feels like in order for them to make money or for their shit to sell that they have to make these people whiter or connect them to something white in some way to make it like safer and they don't even realize in the process you losing tickets because plenty of people white black green brown yellow purple whatever fucking color want to see what the shit actually they want to see a real adaptation like if you're doing like an original shit that you wrote and came up with it will be one thing but nigga we know what jasmine look like (laughs) like we know what the major from ghost in the shell look like we know what her fucking name was why for what why do this they're doing the same thing with the death note which i'm not even gonna fucking watch so i just wanted to point out before i get to what i'm getting to that i feel like shit like girls trip is just a a further uh further piece of evidence that that whole idea that you need to whiten something up in order to sell your tickets or whatever because a lot of these motherfuckers come right out and say like we felt like scarlett johansson would sell more tickets we felt like people know who that is bullshit 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 if you don't like are you paying attention to what's going on in your industry Mm -hmm. because that's not true you making them white because you want them to be white and that should be figure out why that is right um so aside from that i just wanted to say to rick ross thank you for making a fool out of my city um like it needed so much help thank god we still have got trina um I didn't even talk about Trick Daddy going off all week. Um, But Rick Ross went on The Breakfast Club, and I guess he was asked why he hasn't signed a female rapper to Maybach music. This is what he said. You know, I never did it because I always thought, like, I would end up fucking a female rapper and fucking the business up. I'm so focused on my business, I just... Got to be honest with you. You know, she looking good. I'm spending so much money on her photo shoots. I got to fuck a couple of times. So essentially, he has not signed a female rapper or artist to MMG because 
he feels like if he's spending all of this money on a female act that and she's looking good that he should fuck and he's gonna fuck that girl like like what wait right what nigga what like you you motherfuckers be really running around here like calling yourself bosses and talking about you know all of you know your business and you running a business Mm -hmm. but you also openly admit that the reason you haven't hired a woman is because you feel like you would have to fuck her if you gonna spend money on her like what businessman says that (laughs) right what like we just don't hire ladies because with the titties and the and the puss and all we're just we would have boners nonstop. you guys what are we supposed to do so past the fact that I guess you just ain't ever going to have a female artist on uh, on MMG and God bless any woman who ever signs to Maybach and decides I'm just going to let Rick Ross Ugh. climb my back no. looking like the Michelin tire man I don't think because so. I want like God bless it. You know what I mean? But the the, the fact that you feel obligated right to sleep with fuck sexual harassment and possible lawsuits and just conducting your business and yourself horribly the fact that you publicly admit that you don't have any women signed because of this reason especially female rappers it frustrates me to no end because i know this he didn't even have to say this out loud i'm surprised well i guess i'm not surprised but i can't believe he did to a a certain extent um but that's how these niggas are and it's it affects female rap in a really major way that i don't think a lot of fans a lot of people really pay attention to a lot of these girls don't get the recognition that they want to i love female rappers love them because most of them most of the ones I hear about anyway have to go above and beyond men to get noticed. They have to be pretty or they have to at the very least have some sort of unique style. Right. They have to, you know, spend money on clothes. The Yo Gotti's of the world could wear a Fruit of the Loom t-shirt and some jeans and whatever Jordans and get on stage with their cha- like their chains they don't even and their bracelets they at all. Like their like <laughs> costume when it comes to how they approach what they're going to wear their main focus is just their chains and their right. jewelry. Everything else who really cares you know there was right. a red monkey jean era i guess that's which over. nigga shoes are you gonna put on right which yeezys <laughs> may be like the furthest that they go but when it comes to women they have to everything has to be you know put together their hair has to look a certain way and these same niggas who are lined up talking about how they deserve to fuck be the same ones who are pressuring them to you need your hair need to look like this and you need to have these shoes no they need to be red bottoms because you're on mmg and you da, 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 da. so you're telling you're what you're saying is you're telling these same women that they need to have all of these things in order to succeed and you will pay for the tools for them to succeed but they've got to give puss like and you really felt that that was appropriate to say that was a, an appropriate thing for you to say it it is Especially when we all have heard your rapey ass lyrics and you have been dragged for that before. Not to mention right after this interview or whenever they took that picture in front of the step and repeat. I saw a Charlemagne post before I heard this. Um, they're standing in front of it and he's like grabbing poor Angela he, behind the back, the back with his ugh. tongue all stuck out. And you could just see in her face. She's like, I love this job. I love this job. I'm so blessed to have this job. A lot of people don't have Number jobs. Number one radio show syndicated in 87,000 markets. They Remember me. ye. They it's me. a lot of money, girl. They Remember. Focus. 
because Rick Ross putting his nasty ass hands on me, especially trying to like do some big hug from the back and then stick his tongue all out by my ear. No, I'm gonna have to knee you in the dick, and then I'm gonna lose my job. See, God bless Angela Yee, because there's a certain temperament that you have to have to deal with niggas in radio, and the station has to keep you know people happy because you need Mm -hmm. niggas to continue to come on the show so that's right it's only so much you can push the line and they might let somebody like Charlemagne push people's buttons but as a woman you have to be so much more careful about that as a woman you can't you're not really allowed to be the troublemaker. Because then she would have been like, nigga, if you don't get off of me and meant it. you don't get your ass hands, right. It would have been a problem. It would have. It would have been a real issue. It would have been like, now you know you can't be treating people like that when they come up to the station or whatever else. I'm, I'm assuming. But the look on her face was just like... Gross. And then they had what's his name in there. Um, remember Gucci talking about how she was trying to fuck. Oh yeah. See, I feel like Angela gets tried a lot by male rappers in one way or another, and I, I don't know. I mean, I know what it is. It's misogyny right. <laughs> more than anything else. But just having to put on like a smile or just like not be bothered with it or maybe at this point she's like I've been doing this for so long niggas are niggas and I just come in here and get my work done there's no way that this that, that shit can't just be annoying right or maybe no, they have that type like, of relationship maybe her and Rick Ross are good homies and she don't care I yeah, don't know yeah she just looked miserable so. yeah maybe she just looked like she didn't want her to be doing it I don't know either way um like I said, I really, really enjoy female rap, and I see so many talented, really interesting girls who bring something completely new and unique and fun and fresh to the table, and they get overlooked all of the time. There are labels who tell them they need a nigga to give them, you know, a cosign. They need to be the first lady of such and such. Yeah, when such and such says, you know, when they mm-hmm. give you the shout out, that's when blah, blah, blah. But then here you have a perfect example. These niggas ain't trying to do that shit if you're not getting giving it up. Right. And not every girl is going to be like yeah sure I'll fuck you whoever Meek Mill if you sign me to whatever right so and shouldn't have to and should not should even, not it should be even expected be, or a requirement at all it's at so all gross. like it's so stupid but I like knowing that I think that's another part of the reason why a lot of people would be pressing um, Nikki about giving girls a shout out or saying, oh, hey, I see you, bitch, you're doing it. And now she's doing it a lot more, obviously, because Remy Ma's out here bringing them all out on fucking <laughs> stages, gotten them doing interviews together and doing all that shit. Right. So. It's a big, you know, there's a lot of women out here who are popping, who got really great stuff to offer. And you don't ever hear anything about them because if they're not dealing with niggas who are who aren't refusing to who are refusing to support them if they don't fuck. Then you got, you know, dumbass labels and fans who are comparing them to Nikki. Like, look, her shoes ain't this. She ain't got that. Plenty of these girls are like, nigga, all I need to do is put a sock in this fucking hair, make a bun, put on some spaghetti straps and some (laughs) jeans and some fucking shell toes. Because at the end of the day, I can rap. What can you do? <laughs> but that's never enough. Then you broke. Then you this. Well, Nicki Minaj was sitting on a staircase with a baby fat bag and whatever they she installed was. in her head and she some was. acrylics. So she was like and she got a shot. Somebody gave her an opportunity right. for her to display that she's talented. But I feel like there aren't enough of those things in the people who like a lot of the women who do come and make a couple of steps or put out a hot record, i.e. Cardi B pushback no girl I'm not gonna work with you because you won't fuck you already fucking offset no girl I'm not gonna work with you because Nicki Minaj don't like you no girl I'm not gonna give you this that and that it's like, so much what? harder right you make everything so much harder meanwhile 
Niggas like Lil Uzi Vert could be out here looking Ugh. like nigga, nigga Beetlejuice <laughs> and make whatever fucking song say anything that you can hardly understand climbing the charts. It's no problem. It's just really ridiculous. It's fucked up. It's disgusting that you really feel like you can just, like, it's even okay. Like, it's all right for you to come on the radio and say some dumb shit like that. And thank you for admitting. At least women who thought, hey, I would love to be on Maybach. I love Maybach music. They're my go-to rap girls. At least they know now. Hey, fuck that. I guess I will look at good music or something else. I don't know, but... I don't know. Just as a fan of all kinds of rap, I, it's frustrating. And I just, I want to shout out like the girls like Lake Kelly 47, Day Burger, Malibu Mitch, Naima Supreme, Lady Leisure, Cupcake, Jungle Pussy, yes, Princess Nokia, Dreezy, Kamaya. I forgot like a lot of girls, but these are people you go look them up. Right. Go look them up. Like their stuff. Follow them. You know, support these girls because if you leave it up to the industry, they're not gonna get yeah. very far. And it's fucked up. I'm bored. You know, like I love rap music, but I like people bringing that's a big part of the reason why Lee Banks would be so motherfucking frustrating because, girl, you can rap and you do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill, girl. <laughs> like, chill, girl. Let the girls hear what you got to do. Yeah. So, I mean, but for the rest of these Bless chicks y'all. who are just out here doing the best they can, putting out hot shit, I'm, it sucks. I'm sorry that you have to deal with dumb ass dickhead niggas like this who want to make Miami look like a bunch of clown shit. I'm so sorry to the 305 you know we never really went up for him like that in the first place um Mm -hmm. you know niggas born and raised always known that he's trina's high man but at the end of the day (laughs) you just had to put that in there (laughs) you know i'm just i really really want to see more women in hip-hop get a chance because so many of them are doing dope fly shit that you don't see every day because everybody just wants to be Playboy Cardi today. Yeah. If you'd like all the niggas do the exact same thing, they had the same producers and all of that stuff is fine. I love 21 Savage album. You know what I'm saying? But a, a woman could never just have no knife tattoo on her face and just n- not wash, you know, and just be like, oh, I was just introduced to a multivitamin right. and water <laughs> and whatever. And, and you know what I mean? Right. If you was a grown, if Cardi B was like, ever since I started talking to Offset, I've been eating vegetables. <laughs> Look at Cardi. Cardi was cool with her teeth being crooked. And motherfuckers would be on there every day like, when are you going to fix your teeth? When are you going to fix your teeth? When? And she would push back like, bitch, I don't, my teeth don't bother me. Like, I don't give a fuck that you don't, that you think my teeth are crooked. Fabulous Tooth was broke for the majority of yeah, his motherfucking career. Like, leave me and alone. And niggas acted like it was cute. And niggas did the, oh, I love it. Like, what? So... And then she actually did go and fix her fucking teeth. I think she did that just so y'all would not have nothing else to say about her. But it was like, on the one hand, people are going to have something to say regardless. On the other, if you like, look, fuck it. It's whatever. I might as well do it. And you know, that's that. Then that's your own decision or whatever. But when you're a female rapper, people are already going to pick you apart and put you through all this extra scrutiny that they would never give to a man. Lil Uzi Vert looks, just look, he just looks dusty and trifling. Lil Uzi Vert looked like he would take a shit in your house somewhere and not tell you about it. <laughs> and yet, in the kitchen, and, and we just let <laughs> niggas have careers, but women have to be co-signed by a man or presented to us alongside of a man or whatever else in order to be accepted. So it's I, I so said much. one day, like 
it, it annoys me that every single girl who comes out has to be has to deal with comparison to Nicki Minaj and the skippers were like that's not her fucking fault you mad and that's not her fault I said I, I'm, it's not her fault I wasn't blaming her that's your right. fault it's y'all like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Acting like no other girl can exist in the same That's room. Like, because fault. some other woman in a rap is successful or has a good album and we acknowledge that, then Nicki Minaj's career is dead. Or that what, you know, it's... Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just see a lot of these girls work hard, bust their ass, put out shit, dope shit on top of all of that, and they don't get the push or the support that they deserve. And it's because of dumb, greasy, yes. weird foul shit like this and the fact that Rick Ross could even feel comfortable to not only talk about his sex life in public but to act like somebody owes him some sex I'm just disgusted and I'm beside myself and I want better for the world I want better for society I want better for music I really do I want better for black people I want better for women and so if you hear about a chick and you think she's dope or whatever, support her, repost her, like her, follow her, buy her music, do something like it can't be Nick. Nicki Minaj is going to be done one day, <laughs> whether it's on her own accord or y'all just move on because y'all like to do that shit, too. Yeah. You're acting like motherfuckers weren't <laughs> they do. doing this exact same thing to little Kim. And then now she got to a generation where it's like. You know, the kids care, of today are Y'all like, grow up we at don't some give point. a fuck. The same thing will happen to her. So, yeah. every, like, support these girls. Like, I don't understand what the fuck the problem is. That's what that female unity and hip-hop shit is about. Why y'all trying to make it a whole bunch of petty shit all of the time? It's because fire-ass rap girls are out here getting dismissed and mm. ignored all of the time because of misogyny. And it's kind of just, it, it makes things boring. It does. You know, it sh- there should be variety in all things. So but the average consumer is a sheep. No, really. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. Me too. The like, average American. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, true words. Amer- America does not really encourage critical thought or branching out At on all. your own or At staying all. away from the group or challenging the group. At all. So it doesn't surprise me that this trickled over to music in some way it just disgusts me to hear any man but especially an ugly one I'm spending talk about money sex on like you. you are right like you've so you've never like spent any money on Meek you've never spent any money uh-oh, on Wale uh oh uh oh don't do it so because you're spending money on an artist again, oh but they're just artist, talented who again their success would make you money. Right. You know, like if you sign a, a a woman to your label and you invest in them and they succeed, you don't come out of that ass out. Like right. you would make money off of them. You think Lil Wayne don't still make money off Nicki Minaj? Everything she touched. Right. So <laughs> everything she touches. Of course. So it's not like you're not getting anything out of it. That mindset is so gross and disgusting. And then what's even worse about it is it trickles down into you little nothing ass niggas who feel like SoundCloud niggas. You can write <laughs> that you can do the same thing and talk to it affects a like hip hop culture in in general on a larger scale and not just how uh, men speak to women or feel or how men speak to women in the music industry right. but just in to women period you know which is shitty enough but yeah it affects the rest of the culture so gross and trash you should be thanking your lucky stars for any stitch of vagina that was offered to you seriously regardless of where it comes from ugh fucking Rick Ross though I'm so over that nigga yuck 
So I just want to talk real quick about a couple of stories that came out this week. First being John McCain. Oh God! I don't know if. Well, sure, you know this. John McCain was as terrible as she looked. As tired as she looked. John McCain, who is like eight hundred and ninety-six years old and, and who, a half, whose mother <laughs> is somehow still alive. How is John McCain's white people live forever? I'm gonna get to evil that. sustains. It does. It really does. And you know, generations of money and healthcare also sustain. So John McCain was. <laughs> diagnosed he had a blood clot i think removed and then the doctors were like oh shit it's a tumor up here so he's got uh brain cancer which i guess would be sad under normal circumstances or if it happened to pretty much anybody else but john mccain after i think it was 10 days post-operation like you had to still have swelling he showed up to the senate floor with like like, stitched up eye and everything like my nigga are you well right Well, the Republicans basically were like, we need you to come to D.C. because we cannot advance the debate on this health care bill without you, which should probably let you know that you need to change your fucking sorry ass trash ass health care bill. Bill, there's not been a single CBO score that estimates that we will lose less than like 17 million insured. Like there is nobody thinks this plan is a good idea except for the rich people who will become even richer off of it. And so John McCain, whose health insurance is paid for by the American people, John McCain, who, along with every other senator, would not even have to sign up for whatever public health plan is available if they do repeal Obamacare, carried his ass from Arizona to Washington, D.C. to cast the vote to not not to dismantle the ACA, but to proceed the debate on the bill that is being uh, put forward to Congress right now. And so the irony of someone who's who, first of all, has had extremely good health care all his life. For the most part, I mean, that POW stuff, you probably wasn't feeling so great. But the rest of the time, you know, pretty decent health care. You've got lots and lots of money. You've been a member of the U.S. US Senate for forever. There's You are basically dripping in privilege if yeah. you are John McCain. The fact that we, the regular common broke-ass plebs of this country, pay for you to have extremely excellent health insurance. And they use that, you use that insurance or the money that you have from all these years of, you know, being a white man in America. You use that privilege, that capital, those resources to have your health care problem attended to immediately. And then the, like... Almost, it's like instantaneously, you carry your ass to D.C. to take health care away from the brokest among us. So you mean to tell me that your government health care, did it, did it save your life, John? Is that what it did? Is it, oh my God, are you, are you trying to tell me that had you not had health care, possibly this would have gone undetected and you just would have had an aneurysm or something and died in your sleep? No way, that's fucking crazy. You mean to tell me doctors are good and people should be able to see a doctor when they don't feel well and not feel like they're going to have to sell a fucking organ in order to pay for it? So you feel so good about the health care that you have and the opportunities that you are sitting comfortable with that you thought, you know what I should do? Go to D.C. and make sure nobody else can have this. 
And that's really the message of the Republican Party time and time again. I know y'all want to act like, oh, John McCain, he's he's a former soldier and he's a maverick and he stands up to the right wing. No, the fuck he does not. Y'all be so proud of John McCain because one time a woman called Barack Obama an Arab and you said, no, he's not. Like literally one time a woman's like, oh, that Obama, he's a Muslim. And she's like, he's like, no, he's not. He's a good man. So first of all, y'all are proud of this nigga for <laughs> for actually saying, hey, you're lying, girl. <laughs> Barack Obama's not a Muslim. But then also for insinuating that there's something wrong with being Muslim. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, he's not a Muslim. He's a great guy. You know, we just disagree on some things like or how about there's nothing wrong with Muslims, but Barack Obama is just not one. And stop watching Fox News. So I know that, you know. Uh, today this was on I think Monday that they had that vote yeah, and I then so. today you know they've been voting today being Wednesday they've been voting on um, different aspects of it like you know should we just repeal and replace and he's like no I won't vote for this bill the way that it is now and I won't vote for uh, a repeal with no replacement and all this other stuff so then why are you voting to have a debate about the bill then if you do, will not vote for the bill in its current state if you not with no skinny repeal where y'all are basically picking and choosing which services to get rid of. Like y'all talking about cutting Medicaid from thousands of kids and their families. Like people don't need to see the fucking doctor. Like people don't get sick. It's like the people who are so for this Trump care bill, the people who are so for the GLP version of this bill either have always had health insurance and have always had it like through their job and heavily subsidized so they don't understand what the big fucking deal is. Right. Or they're so rich that they never had to have health insurance in the first place because you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You can just pay out of pocket and in fact get a discount if you pay in cash because the doctors are like, hey, that's my money. <laughs> I ain't right. got to run it through the insurance company or nothing. So they have never really had to be in the position to be without health care that they, it's it's like your ability to empathize for other human it's beings like is lost. Exist, yeah. And I don't even want to argue about, you know, the whether you should or shouldn't or this, 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 because I truly feel like I cannot, there's nothing I can say that will convince you to be a human being. There's nothing I can say that will make you realize, oh, I should have a heart. Right. This is, it's healthcare. That's a big problem. We are the, I think we're, we're one of like two, maybe we're the only industrialized nation that is still arguing about this. It's just like, I feel like there's like what you just said. It's like pointless to get a lot of these people to see like, the humanity right in what we're talking about and that what you are doing or supporting or neglecting all of that shit yes you know it's right. it's hard to get people to be compassionate do i have to tell you to, to give a fuck about others no. though like I do you really think me do you really think poor people are just so lazy that they don't deserve to be able to see somebody when they feel ill is that really that's truly how you feel about i am sick other human beings everybody's healthy till they're not bro that's the thing about healthcare. i don't get how you're on your high horse about it because everybody's great until they're not everybody's cancer free until they have cancer you know or everybody you know your legs work until that time you break it or you know you had an ache in your tooth and now half of your head hurts so bad and you feel like you're about to die or whatever like Health These problems come up. Yes. To everyone. Because we have bodies and they are not, not perfect. Right. <laughs> so shit 
happens? Are we really going to deny people access to medicine because some extremely rich people want to get richer because insurance companies feel like they should be turning a profit instead of helping people? Like, is the goal here not to keep the society healthy and operating as well as possible? When your people are sick, that's, that's another thing. When your people are sick and cannot take care of themselves do you really think they're going to be coming into work and giving their best on top of that but you want to take away the ability for somebody to take their child to the doctor if they're sick to take themselves one thing i've learned becoming an adult growing up is that a lot of things and i don't even know if i know how to describe this a lot of things that you think have like major answers because they're tied to the government or just the way the world operates a lot of that shit just ends in, oh, well, like, because mm-hmm. we want to. You know, I've, I've all, I don't know. Maybe when I was a kid, I just felt like there was, like, solid explanations for everything yeah, no, there that takes place. And a <laughs> lot of this is just, like, I've never heard everything that you're asking, everything you're saying. I've never heard any Republican or person who supports these things say something that I'm like, I disagree, but I can see what you're saying. It's always, like, just, we don't well, one we of them was wealthy. One of them was at a town hall talking about nobody ever died because they didn't have access to medical care girl <laughs> and you can hear the audience go what It's <laughs> the best part of the whole clip like, did you literally just say don't make me go- don't make me google it he no no, no this man please. got on stage talking about nobody ever died because they nobody ever died it came right up <laughs> raul labrador <sighs> poor comment so I don't know. I need to. I'll look at that later. But one of the main things that they say about it is, oh, it's too expensive. We're spending all this money. Da, 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 da. That's a common lie that the Republicans will tell you. The money is there. They just don't want to give it to your poor ass. Yeah. They want to make a lot of money off poor people and then never pour any of that money back into the community. Let me rephrase. I don't. I never hear anybody say anything that is not clearly bullshit that I can say okay I get it like everything that they say that is supposed to be like their reasoning for it a lot of that shit can sound Mm -hmm. sensible but if I know that's not true then okay well what is it you know there's nothing I just I'm not I really really like being wealthy because that wealth equates to power and I don't want you to have any and I want to have as much as possible and I want my niggas to have as much as possible Mm -hmm. so if that means that you're gonna die because you're sick then just don't be sick stay in the house (laughs) just don't get sick just get a job what oh I didn't realize I could just go out to the job tree and shake one down and it would have full benefits we're so great at that and a working wage like a living wage a wage that I can work 40 hours a week and still take care of myself and my family that just doesn't happen anymore and an additional hearty fuck you to Donald Trump which I feel like I'll never stop saying Life. But remember last year after the Pulse nightclub shooting when he yep. was like, oh, I'm going to be I such do. a great friend to the LGBT. I and do. You guys, there's never been a hero better. We're going to have big, big heroes. And I'm going to love you, you guys so Ms. much. Did you see Miss Caitlyn retweet that? Oh, my God. With her dumbass. Her fucking stupid. Don't get me started on that dizzy ass bitch because I can't. Caitlyn. You said. Bitch. <laughs> You believed him? No, of course you didn't. Caitlyn Jenner don't give a fuck about trans people in the military, she just like Donald Trump don't. So Republican. God damn, I, I hate like, her so much. You said this, but so yeah, Donald Trump talking about trans people can no longer serve in the military oh because God. of cost. Literally, 
called it a burden. And I'm pissed because a I burden? love the word burden. I love calling things and people burdens, burdensome. <sighs> and I just feel like a burden, my nigga. Right. A burden? Is that what these people are? Fighting for your little raggedy ass, stank ass, dumb ass, lopsided ass country? I've read a few different stories on it and the numbers vary. The estimate of trans people in the military is somewhere between like 1,300 and six or 7,000. That's out of 1.3 million people in right. the armed forces. Right. So a tiny percentage of people who are actually in the military are out and transgender. I'll say that. Cause right. Who knows how many of them ain't out. But the cost of these people, there are all these different websites breaking it down. And they're like, we could pay for every trans person's health care in the military with three of Donald Trump's trips to one of his golf courses. Three. Because he spends $3.6 million on that every time he decides to go somewhere. Right. Or, you know, 10 missiles. Or, you know, three of the Humvees that y'all blew up during practice. You know, like, it's small. It's not... If you look at like the overall number, like, oh, eight or nine million dollars or whatever, like, oh, that's a lot of money. But then you put it in perspective of the military budget in America, which is by far the biggest. Yes. By far. We pump a lot of money into that fucking military. And and when you look at the actual breakdown of the numbers, then the cost thing just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Anybody who is willing to put on a uniform for sorry ass America and go play on her side... How do y'all have the nerve to tell anybody that they can't serve? It must be so frustrating to think of it from the place like on one hand, on one hand, you're saying that I can be left out of having to defend this raggedy ass place. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, rights. Like, right. I am a human being. Yeah. And I you, like you're basically telling me that my life is so annoying or so is right. burdensome, yeah, basically. Burdensome. Such a problem and an issue for the American people that we just should not be allowed to fight for. Oh, my God. Right. Like, I, uh, uh, it's oh, wild. my God. It's just, and the thing that scares me a lot about that, I don't know, I'm sorry. But no, the, you're thing, fine. the thing that scares me a lot about it is because of the number of, like the statistics when you think about the attacks, the rapes, the beatings and stuff like All that. All the sexual assaults. And I feel like every time Trump does this type of thing, it's like he's encouraging that. Like, like yeah. they were talking about that whole thing with him in the CNN gif. Like it's almost like you're people have been getting violent and have been aggressively assholey mm-hmm. to uh, minorities, marginalized group of people and things like that. Because they feel justified in this nigga's behavior. Empowered. Empowered by it. So that makes me afraid. And it also makes you think like, my God, like what, what next? What are, what are you, the fact that you even feel like not only like this, this is okay, that you should be allowed to do that in this so-called free country. And that you like, you have these little bullshit ass excuses for it. It's like. What? I'm just waiting to die at this point. I'm hoping that I can accomplish a couple more things first. <sighs> but yeah, well, I mean, because it's not just oh, you can't serve in the military. Most people who go into the military are poor and do not have a lot of other options. College wasn't necessarily something that was going to work out for them, and the military is 
a way to have a job and take care of yourself. It's a, a way of being able to support yourself. That's true, too. Regardless. Mm-hmm. And so when you cut off people who already have a hard time finding employment in our society anyway, when you say, oh, well, now the American government won't take you either. It's just a bigger, it's just another slap in the face on top of people who are already struggling. The vast, overwhelming majority. Rich people don't send their kids. Right. To the fucking military. The, the majority, the overwhelming majority need that money, need the security of that job. And so to be like, oh, well, sorry, but 2,500 of you can no longer work because the president has decided he has a problem with your gender identity. It's just, it's such bullshit. And really what I think it boils down to is Barack Obama did this, so I'm going to take it back. Right. That's really what it is. Everything that Obama did, whether it was good or bad, as far as the Republicans are concerned, we just need to undo it. Just get rid of all that niggers things. Just go back in there and magic erase all of it. And if we have to shit on people be who no are more wings on these Wednesdays, <laughs> I feel like the White House is just so dark and gloomy now. It's probably like an evil spirit lurking around in that bitch. Literally. Ugh, but just Crimson Peak. I hope trans people know that. Not all of us are, well, no, I'm not even going to do the not all of us because white people love doing that. And it's Ooh, not the, yes, they do. So I'm not about to do not all cis people. I just want you to know that we love y'all. We support y'all. And we see what this president is doing. Even if you don't personally care about trans issues, you have to know. It's just a matter of time. If they can get away with this, they're only going to keep going. They're going after trans people right now because that's the one that unites all of the hatefuls <laughs> Every, across racial lines. Don't matter. Everybody who is bigoted towards trans people is coming together on this. Yep. And so you say trans kids can't use the bathroom that they say they should be able to use, which is something else Trump has already done this fucking year. And now you're talking about, well, trans people can't serve in the military. It's just a matter of time. The bigotry train doesn't stop before it gets to your house. You're not rich, white, cis man. Honestly, if they can keep going. They're gonna. They're going to like, they will keep going. It's just a matter of time. Until everyone in America is white and male and then the white women just work in brothels. Yes. Like (laughs) LeVar Burton said, it's a reason they don't put their futures, their sci-fi, futuristic stuff and all that. Oh, we got rid of them by then. We're not in (laughs) And around the year 3000, we were finally done with that pesky Negro problem. (laughs) Right. Like they are just and and y'all are ready to just join up the cause and be like, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you know, that sort of thing would be a distraction. I am 100 percent sure that cis male assholes are way more of a distraction in the U.S. military for everybody. Or like missiles flying over my head. I mean, you <laughs> I might know, be more distracted the, by that. Maybe we could all just we as. could just all not be worried about what the fuck is in everybody else's pants. If you if I'm not trying to fuck you, then what's in my clothes? What's underneath my clothes doesn't fucking matter. And you know you want a piece of this bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day, you should always give a little. It just bit of makes that. me so mad. and It frustrates the shit out of me that our president is literally up here and and giving the most bullshit reason for it's being hateful and people are just like ooh I hear the flavor of hate I like let right. me pour a cup <laughs> right <laughs> that's exactly how niggas are right exactly niggas it's have like, been mad at me all day cause I said I'm watching all these black men fall in line with Donald Trump and the fact that you are agreeing with him should let you know something is wrong you saw those tweets about Trump 
banning trans people from the military. And you thought, finally, someone doing the work, I believe. <laughs> you should have known right then had you just thought a little bit more about it. Like something is wrong with this or huh, Jeff Sessions is a known racist. And yes, we're, by this point, we all know that Trump does not too much care for Jeff Sessions. And in fact, said, had I known he was going to recuse himself from the Russia investigation, I would have never hired him, which sounds like I only want people on my team who are going to like be down for That's me or so lie for obvious. me. He went to the Boy Scouts talking about loyalty is one of y'all's big uh, oaths or whatever. And, and we could certainly use more loyalty in this world. You are not a dictator, my nigga. That is, we, we do not all owe undying love and loyalty to Donald not Trump. how this works. We're actually, most of us are working on getting you right the fuck on out of here. Because we hate you, bro. That's, and getting rid of the electoral college while we're at it because this never needs to happen again. Ever again. <laughs> not Ever. Popular vote should have been deciding our elections. But anyway, I just I want to reiterate that even if you feel like, oh, I don't care or fuck trans people, they're none of my business or you think they're nasty or whatever other stupid ass, ignorant, bigoted thing you might be thinking. Do not ever be under the impression that the Trump administration is not going to come for your black ass sooner or later. I mean, it's Talking about that's not our fight. That's the white man's fight. There are black trans people. You stupid fucks. And they're everywhere. Talking and about way worse off. What we need is black love and black unity and black families and black marriages. Do y'all realize that our black, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, intersex, genderqueer asses came from those relationships? Do you real? Do you know straight people give birth to non-straight people? Do you know that? I feel like niggas are really like, where do you think? Do you think gay people just popped up? What Like we just grew from a field like, hey, you guys are here to queer everything up. No, I think that they think that there is like one uh, like major source of gay, maybe a gay alien that goes around and, you know, oh, is it in sticks New York? your hand into <laughs> sticks his hands in your ears and just makes you gay. Like, or maybe like a gay tooth fairy who uh, comes in at the night. It's just so frustrating. Think, so shitty. It really is. I just feel like all of the steps. Or this man has taken in the very, I mean, I feel like he's been president forever. It yeah. has been some change. This year has been <laughs> some change. And all of these little things he's done so far are very clearly about, um, fuck all y'all. How quickly can you get the fuck about it? Right. Here? So I don't understand why, just because you don't understand or respect or give a fuck about the transgender <sighs> community or trans people. I at least you should be like, hmm, hmm. dumbass. I've heard a poem about this Donald before. Trump, <laughs> why, why do I? Mm, mm. Maybe me agreeing with this, I should. Think I should about examine this. my feelings. I feel like, mm, let me figure out what's going on because me agreeing with something this bitch is saying mm-hmm. probably, yeah, probably is wrong. Something, something feels off about that. My my spirit feels unsettled. And somebody really said to me, "Well, he's not wrong just because he's Trump. If he said the sky is blue, we." supposed to disagree because he's Trump how are you niggas this (laughs) first of all if Donald Trump said the sky is blue I would go outside and double check because I'm pretty sure that day the sky would be a different color I'd be like nigga he's just that much of a liar Robin's egg (laughs) (laughs) but secondly nigga don't be fucking deliberately obtuse Right. facts are facts being hateful towards trans people is a choice and you don't have to act like that so please straighten the fuck up and do better Absa, the black ass period I'm movie. done my god most of y'all hoes won't throw hands in the motherfucking street and you know that and you so worried you know about somebody who will actually go out here and like 
acting like trans people are some threat to you. I think 15 or 16 black trans women have been murdered this year so far, like just so far. And you act like how many cis men have been murdered by black trans women? Oh, I'm going to I'm going to guess like zero. Or if they were, it was probably in self-defense because y'all came at her crazy in the first place. And she had to choose between her life and yours. Period. Y'all are not out here being targeted by trans people. It's not all woogie boogie boogie. We're going to come get your kids and trans them up. Like, leave people the fuck alone and let them live. I'm so sick of y'all's dumb shit. So, I'm done. Well... That's this episode of The Read. Yes, it is. Thank you so much to Annapurna Pictures Detroit for supporting today's episode of The Read. Mm, I'm really looking forward to this movie. On yes, a, I'm just going to cry. On a summer night in 1967, amongst the chaos of the Detroit Rebellion, a group of young people were detained by the Detroit police inside the Alders Motel. By the end of the night, three of them would be dead, innocent lives lost, and an entire city changed forever. So make sure you check it out. That's Detroit. It premieres in theaters. August 4th, starring John Boyega, Anthony Mackie, Algie Smith, and directed by Catherine Bigelow. So, yeah. Gonna have to check that out, but I know I'm gonna be in my feelings. I heard the... Oh, I don't want to just call him the white boy. Um, But I guess the the guy... The young white man who plays, I guess, the antagonist in the film oh, okay. said some of those scenes were so gut-wrenching that he was, like, hugging all of the co-stars Aww. in between takes. Aww, That's you. literally what I did when I read it, too. <laughs> oh, were like, you sad? Oh, my God, it's too heavy. Oh, my God. Were your white feelings We're hurt? sponsoring the show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to see the movie. I'm still going to watch it. Going to see the movie anyway. White people being in their feelings, you should be in your feelings. This is real life shit. Look at the shit y'all have done. So make sure you check out our (laughs) website. This is thereed.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on. Do we have any other news? Um. Oh, I'm supposed to announce on the show today that. Um. Oh, I'm supposed to announce on the show today. Oh yeah. That um. Uh, three hundred five live. Uh, LA is happening. Yeah! What? So, August. Come on, back coastal party. 20. So, there's good news and bad news. Oh, no. The good news is that this is going to be the first 305 live pool party. Ooh. The bad news is it's August 27th. So, it's the same weekend as Afropunk. Oh, damn. So I won't be here for Afropunk this year, allegedly, apparently. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I think it's also... Um, weren't we booked for Afropunk? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't think we were, like, booked. Okay. I'm like, let me double check that. I have no, like, contractual obligations. That's to true. You can go wherever you want to. So. <laughs> Although I really want to go, but... I got to see SZA. I got to. I'm going to SZA's concert, so... I did not get tickets to that. I didn't either, but I'm going. Oh, yeah, you're right. You, said, you did say that. We'll be there. There's <laughs> no, I mean, it's going to happen. A way will happen. Um. So, yeah, if you're in the L.A. area, Sunday, August 27th, I believe this is also VMA weekend. So, pray for me. Wow. Um, That'll be packed. We'll be, who knows? I just want to say, L.A., let me tell y'all something. If I come my ass all the way out to the West Coast to throw a party, y'all better dance. Now, I feel like I had to say that same thing to New York uh, because niggas on average at New York parties act like they don't come there to do that. But the crowds that come out to our things are usually a different breed. 
So I'm going to have faith in y'all that you will come out to this party turn up. on August 27th and actually move and not just, you know, stand around and try to be cute because we don't do that. We don't do that. We won't do that. And mm. I will shut everything down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you can get in the water. Like, let's not be those niggas. There's a whole <laughs> pool. I'm, I'm getting in it. So... Mm, I don't think too many of the girls, especially if they have a done up face, they're I mean, not going to be. You don't have to. I mean, what the? Ugh, whatever. So uh, 305 Live, yes, you can go ahead and get tickets for that. Fury305.com. I believe that they will be uh, on the Internet tomorrow. That's Friday by noon. Ooh. So uh, go ahead, get tickets for that. I will see you at the end of August and hopefully I'll be plenty high. I'm sure and you will be. There'll be that. All right. Anything else? Any um, other news? I don't have an acronym, but I did want to just send us out the right way just because of, you know, everything that happened today. I was very tempted earlier, but I'll just do it now. Um, why are you taking your headphones Because off? I feel like you're about to holler. All I was going to do, I actually needed your help. Oh, do you? Oh, I pick a, okay. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know. Ways to grow. Reading rainbow. I can be <laughs> anything. Shout out to Take Lamar a Burton. look. Thank you so much for coming it's, to this show. It's in a book. You remember when, like, in the 80s and 90s, how they would whisper at the end? Don't you think? It's in a book. Uh, my dad just called me back. <laughs> what did he say? Maybe he just called. Okay, let's get out of here so that you can. He said, but did I get my autograph and will I be in the next Star Trek movie? So <laughs> black. <laughs> I can't stand that nigga. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>